Jesus Christ. Everybody reset. Ready? We're rolling in. Action. Hey guys, brand new podcast. <laughs> I just want you to let you know that this 420, Super Troopers 2 comes out. Super Troopers 2. A follow-up from the hit movie Super Troopers from the Broken Lizard gang. This is a podcast with two of the members from the Broken Lizard um, comedy troupe, Steve Lemmy and, and Kevin Heffernan. But their movie comes out 420. It is a fantastic movie. I've seen it in its full. It is an awesome movie. Huge stars in it. Uh, uh, Rob Lowe is in it. Um, it's a great. It's a great movie. It really is a great movie. I'm not just saying that because they're on my podcast. And but here's what I will say to you because they're on my podcast and they share this with us. They need your support at the box office. They need your support in social media. They need your support um, in buying tickets early and going in and going and seeing this great movie and letting your friends know word of mouth how much you like it so that they can keep making these movies. The Broken Lizard group is is these two guys, Jay. Shander Sekar. Shander Sekar mm-hmm. and two other guys. I, I'm not, I'm not going to be pretend I fucking did any research, but I know that there's five of them total. They're all the guys in the movie and they've made movies like Beer Fest and... Club Dread. I think they're working on Podfest. And I want to keep seeing movies from these guys. And I know you do too. And if you want to keep seeing movies from these guys, then you need to go support them at the box office. At the box office. Don't wait until it comes out on TV. At the box office. Go out. Pay your money. There's a lot of shit coming out this weekend except for this movie. So go out this weekend. Get high on 420. Go out and see this movie with your friends. It is a reason to get stoned. It is a fucking hilarious movie. I hope I don't offend anyone saying this, but Kevin Heffernan steals the goddamn movie. It is he is so fucking funny as Farver. It is I'm telling you, I laughed out loud more than I have in a movie in a very long time. Oh, that's awesome. It is that good and it ends great. Um <clears throat> Uh, Will Sasso's in it. Will Sasso's amazing. The guy from uh, uh, the something and something versus evil. I wish I could go through the whole list of actors. Versus I'm, Evil Dead. No, it's, Ash no, versus no, evil no dead? just no. Oh, sorry. No, I, no sorry. I, it's, it's a movie that I saw where uh, these two. Uh, guys go out in the woods and then all these kids go out camping next to them and they accidentally kill all the kids but they don't they think the kids are trying to kill them oh it's a really great God, movie that sounds they've funny. got such great cameos and I'm telling you right now if for nothing else the Danny DeVito scene will fucking have you on the floor it is so goddamn funny so support these guys that's all I will say about that you'll hear us talk about that in the podcast 420s 420 Super Trooper 2 um, that's all Hey, uh, I got tour dates coming up. This week, I'm in Salt Lake City. Next week, I am off. The week after that, I'm in Zanies, Nashville, followed by Huntsville, Alabama on Sunday. That is um, uh, Cinco de Mayo. It's the 2nd to the 5th, and then on the 6th, I think I'm in... That Sunday, I'm in Huntsville. And then the following weekend, I'm at the Tempe Improv. We added that date late, so there are tickets available for every single show right now. That's not going to be the case because it will sell out... um, I've been going to Tempe for a long time. I got a lot of good friends there. So make sure to get your tickets for Tempe. And then uh, and then June, <clears throat> I'm doing this show with Sal and Nate and Kyle Kinane. And uh, it's going to be fantastic. It's at the Chicago Theater. I think it's in June. I think so, yeah. Let me see on my calendar. I don't want to make this read too long. I want you guys to get to the podcast. You're going to love it. This is also This podcast is also going to be airing on SiriusXM. So if you hear it on SiriusXM, give me a shout out through SiriusXM. Um, shout out to Roland for getting that hooked up. I appreciate that, Roland. That was really cool. Uh, I'll tell you the exact date. 
Oh, I'm at oh, I'm I'm at Tempe on the 10th through 12th. <clears throat> Liberty Township the 18th, 19th, and 20th. Then we're in Mammoth. Wow. Then we're on a Carnival cruise. Then I'm in the Stardome, Birmingham, Alabama, and Chicago third uh, Chicago Theater on the 20th. Of just let her in the fucking room. It's so annoying. Uh, <clears throat> well, I didn't want. She's gonna sit on the couch next to you, and I've got all your stuff. There. She's just scratching at the goddamn door because you've created some. You create a relationship with everyone in your family that we need you, and then when we realize we need you, it annoys you. Maybe you are just all weak. Ooh, what? Someone's been podcasting too much, and I don't <laughs> like her confidence. <clears throat> Check out last week's podcast with me and Leanne on her Wife of the Party podcast. It's a great episode. A lot of people liked it. It's just me and her, and it really shows how great Leanne's uh, podcasting abilities, because she hosts it. It's pretty fucking awesome. Thanks, babe. It was I, fun. I am sick, but I'm getting better. Uh, and uh, Let's bang it out, because i got to leave in five. Today's podcast is brought to you by... ZipRecruiter, are you hiring? Every business needs great people and a better way to find them. Something better than posting your job online and just praying to God the right people see it. ZipRecruiter knew there was a smarter way, so they built a platform that finds the right job candidates for you. ZipRecruiter learns what you're looking for, then identifies people with the right experience and invites them to apply for your job. These invitations have literally revolutionized how you find your next hire. In fact, 80% of the employees who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. And ZipRecruiter doesn't stop there. They even spotlight the strongest applications you receive so you never miss a great match. The right candidate is out there. ZipRecruiter is how you find them. You know, I gotta be honest with you, ZipRecruiter should do some sort of dating app because when you look at dating, you're really just looking for a business partner. Me and you were just business partners that fuck every now and then. What? Businesses of all sizes trust ZipRecruiter in their hiring. Right now, my listeners can... That would be cool, though, if they did that. Right now, my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash BurtCast. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash BurtCast. ZipRecruiter.com slash BurtCast. ZipRecruiter. The smartest way to hire. This podcast is also brought to you by our good <laughs> friends at Blue Apron. We had Blue Apron last night. We had chicken with a, uh, I can't believe I liked it. Uh, a fig balsamic reduction. No, the, no? F- the vegetables. Oh, it was oven roasted carrots and cabbage. Cabbage was rocked. so good. The cabbage fucking rocked. And ma- their mashed potatoes are always a home run. Always, yeah. <clears throat> I think it's that we're not ballparking it. We're going by their exact... Yeah, I am, a, I am a follower of recipe person. And uh, some fans gave us some blue aprons, which is pretty awesome. They have yeah. their blue aprons. Then Bert says the machine and mine says wife of the party. Yeah, we'll be pretty taking cool. nude pictures in those. No, we won't. Yeah, let's take nudes. You go ahead. ZipRecruiter is a leading meal uh, kit delivery service Wait, in the Wait, you US. said ZipRecruiter is a leading... <laughs> blue apron is the leading meal kit. <laughs> <laughs> so now you want ZipRecruiter to deliver food as well? <laughs> Get you a job, a fuck partner, and food. I'm telling you. Can they you, walk dogs, ZipRecruiter? I, I, if, they, if all my sponsors teamed up on one thing, they'd provide one happy family. They, it would be a Blue Zip E Harmony MMVMT Beachbody Beachbody application. <laughs> I yeah. love it. Um, Blue Apron is the leading meal kit delivery service in the U.S. They are absolutely fantastic. It's the number one fresh ingredient recipe delivery service. Their mission is to make incredible home-cooked meals accessible for everyone. And they do this by supporting more sustainable food systems and setting the highest standard for ingredients and building a community of chefs. 
They've got three meal plans. The two-person meal plan, where you choose from eight new recipes per week, getting either two or three recipes any week. The family meal plan. <laughs> That's so funny. We had... Uh, we had he's going to be on the podcast. We're going to release a double podcast this week. Um, we had uh, uh, who did we just have on the Trevor podcast? Moore? Trevor Moore on, and he goes, "Oh, you just got your blue apron. We just got our blue apron. What was your blue apron?" And we told him, and he goes, "Oh, we got the cheeseburgers." I know he said I, we get so excited for our blue apron every week. So do we. Family meal plan serves four people, choosing for four new recipes per week, um, each week per week two three or four new recipes per week and the wine plan that's six bottles of wine from renowned winemakers uh monthly it's absolutely fantastic for six weeks from april 16th to may 21st blue apron is teaming with airbnb shut up to bring you the best new home cooking from around the world each week our menu will feature a recipe developed in collaboration with Airbnb nice. experiences like hosts like Cece, a chef from Shanghai who makes incredible Kung Pao chicken and beloved sticky sauce mix of crispy brown vegetables and chicken. Uh, my reading sound horrible there. It's very staccato. Um, wow, that's pretty cool. It's really cool. I'm looking forward to that. I love what this country, this company does. I do too. This I love my, all our sponsors because they all are things that we believe in and use. Here's the thing about Blue Apron that I'll say in succinctly, or succinctly, it's convenient. There's a variety. Every meal you can make in 45 minutes or less. You never get the same meal. I don't think we've ever had the same meal. Um, it's flexibilities. You can pick what you want and whatever fits you best. It's highest quality. They, they send only non-GMO ingredients and meats with no hormone, hormones. It's delicious. It's lighthearted. And I will always say, a family that cooks and eats together stays together. It is one of the coolest things our family does. Sitting all together, eating a meal, and watching Isla go either, oh, I like this. Hey, wait, is this Blue Apron? And then when we make something out of the box and she likes it, she goes, I love Blue Apron. And we go, oh, that was mom and dad. She's like, oh, it has really expanded the, the, the palates of our children immensely. It has. So right now, check out this week's menu and get your first three free meals at blueapron.com slash BurtCast. Check out this week's menu and get your first three meals for free at blueapron.com slash BurtCast. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Let's real quick see what they got coming up. Beef empanadas. Oh my God. I know. I can't believe we're going to make empanadas. I love empanadas. I can't believe we're going to make empanadas. I love empanadas. Kung Pao chicken with the stir fry stick. You know, yep, we just talked about that. Steak fritas and roasted broccoli with lemon aioli. I love their fucking aiolis. Mm-hmm. Roasted pork with salsa verde and sauteed vegetables. Okay, time out. I have to go pick up kids. So. Okay. I love you. Go pick up kids. I love you. Have a great I'll read. S- I'll be out Enjoy front. the other three sponsor reads. I'll be, out, I'll be out front to grab Isla from you. You don't have to grab her. I'm going to come out front. Okay. All right. Okay. Thank you, Halston. This, you look great, babe. Oh, well, thanks. You know why? Why, Leanne? Beachbody. Oh, this week's podcast is also brought to you by Beachbody. Look, this is a company that is basically a streaming service that gives you instant access to a wor- worldwide variety of super effective workouts and you can do it from the comfort of your own living room. They have a history of success. The companies behind them are not P90X, Insanity, 21 Day Fix, T25, Brazilian Butt Leaf, Pio, Brazilian Butt Lift, Pio, Hip Hop Abs, 3 Week Yoga Retreat, and tons more. Their trainers are top notch. Sean T, Charlene Johnson, Tony Horton, Autumn Calabrese. <laughs> and they got the best programs. 100% effectiveness. They've got bodybuilding, weight training, cardio, yoga, dance, you name it. Work out on your schedule. Do it from anywhere, anytime. It is 
You can do it on your computer, your, your web-enabled TV, your tablet. I do it on my phone from the gyms on the road. It's a huge community, over a million people. And I'm telling you right now, this is the best deal you're going to find. We, uh, Leanne did uh, 21-Day Fix, and it really has changed the way it's changed her, to be quite honest with you. It's only 12 pounds. I mean, 12 pounds for a woman's a lot. 12 pounds for a man's a lot. But for a woman who's only like 5'5 five, five or 5'6, five, whatever, 5'4, Leanne, whatever she is, she is so confident. She is so, um, I mean, a lot of things are adding into this. But man, her I think a lot of it's her body. She's a lot more sexual too. Don't tell her I said that. A lot more confident in the bed. Don't tell her I said that. Anyway. Hop on 21 Day Fix. If you're a woman and you listen to this and you're not feeling confident about yourself and you want to feel like Leanne's felt lately, which is fucking amazing. <clears throat> she gave me a good hand job for the first time the other day. Like a, a, like a bananas hand job. And I was like, where's this coming from? It was like, this fucking Sterling, Virginia number is pissing me off. Um, here's the deal. I want you to try this. Right now, my listeners can get a special free trial membership when you text BERT, B-E-R-T, to 303030. What are you waiting for? You get a free trial membership when you text BERT to 303030. You will get access to the entire platform for free. All the workouts, nutritional information, and support totally for free. Just text BERT to 303030 fucking p90x for nothing p90x for nothing you can start p90x today for nothing all you gotta do is text bert b-e-r-t to 30 30 30 this podcast is also brought to you by e harmony i'm from an older generation which dating websites weren't available to us but for the past seven years i worked at travel channel four of which i worked on trip flip and I'm telling you when I say that every single couple we met, met through an online dating set, site. Most of them met through eHarmony. eHarmony is literally the number one most trusted dating site app based on a 2018 survey of 1616 U.S. singles based on a, look, the, look, the, the thing is, it's the number one most traded, trusted dating website. Katie and Ryan who I took to Australia and we went swimming out the Great Barrier Reef, met on eHarmony. And I remember it blew me away, but the truth the truth is finding a fucking cup, finding someone to date is, Alexa, shut up. Finding someone to date <laughs> is tough. I had to do it back in the day when you had one document. Someone would show you one picture of someone. I saw one picture of Leanne that someone had. Do you think she's cute? And you had to go to that one document was where you got all your information you had to base if her ass was nice and you couldn't even see her ass she was in fucking vegas in this picture and i only saw because my buddy lorenzo looked like he was having a stroke and it made me laugh so hard that i was like i gotta meet this chick she looks beautiful now you can go on eHarmony and literally learn about this person before you go out on a date with this person and guess what if that doesn't work you can go out on a date with another person i'm trying desperately to get my sister who's single to do this eHarmony for us i want her to go on eHarmony I do not want my fans to date my sister. That is a positive on that. But I, I believe in this. I think it's a great way to start your life. The one thing I will tell you is that I was unhappy before I met Leanne. I was lost. I was fat. And I didn't know what I was doing in my life. 
And the second I met the right person, everything good started happening in my life. I got a show called Hurt Burt. I then started touring on the road. I then went on and uh, got a bunch of TV shows and then started working for Travel Channel. And now I'm here. I own a house. I have two cars. I'm, I have security. I have a happy life. And I'm telling you what I'm saying. I, I've, I've been single with money and I didn't have happiness. I, my happiness is due to my relationship with my wife. You have the opportunity to find that today to go to eHarmony and get on there and find love. If you don't have love, what the fuck are you waiting for? Life without love sometimes is, I feel like I'm writing a goddamn song. Anyway, here's my call to action. eHarmony takes steps that other dating sites don't, don't in order to find you the most compatible match. eHarmony is built to find you lasting, meaningful relationships, not some shallow hookup. No one, I mean... Shallow hooks up are one thing. You do that at a goddamn bar. But when you want to find a lasting, meaningful relationship, this is where you go. They use decades of science and data and psychological psychological research to send you the right matches. Look, there's plenty of hookup sites out there. This is not what they are. Right now, you, my listener, my single listener, can get a free month with eHarmony when they sign up for a three-month subscription. Use my code BERT at checkout. Roll the dice. Give yourself four months of putting yourself back in the game. Give yourself four months of putting your rod back over the boat and your lure back in the water and see what you can catch that's going to sustain you for life, okay? That's what I'm telling you. Stop waiting and start your journey to a satisfying, meaningful relationship. It can be fun to play around with online dating apps, but when you're ready to fall in love with someone and having a meaningful relationship, someone who's, who's going to make sure that you buy a house at the bottom of the market, someone who's going to make sure your blood pressure medicine's refilled, make, someone who's going to make sure that there's Rogaine when you come home or change the sheets when you're having an asthma attack because the cat's been on your side of the bed while you were gone, someone who's going to give you a hand job and, and care about that hand job. This is the site for you. There's only one app, and it's eHarmony. It's built to bring you real love. eHarmony. Check out and see how eHarmony can change your life. Go to eHarmony.com to get started. Enter my code BERT at checkout. That's B-E-R-T at checkout. And you might be like Lisa and Mark who live in Santa Ana. They got married May 21st, 2001. Yeah. Their best friend decided them to sign up. And both of Mark's siblings and were like, come on, man, we found our spouses on eHarmony. Or Bruce and Lori. Bruce and Lori have been married since 2011 also. Bruce told me, Lori, we were matched after a few, Lori and I were matched a few weeks after finding the site. We communicated for three weeks before our first date. She's everything I wanted and needed. So I asked for her hand in marriage and we're getting married on June 18th. 2000. And the picture of them is just so adorable. Or what about Jason and Anna? Matched April 8th, 2009, right away. Jason knew Anna was the one right when they started talking. The funny thing is she knew as well. By the way, they're, they're, they're both, oh, they live in Georgia too. <clears throat> eHarmony, check it out. Four months total. You get the first month three with the three-month subscription. Use my code BERT at checkout. MVMT Sunglasses, son, is also a sponsor of this podcast. Spring 
is we're literally we're in the middle of spring. Summer's around the corner. Don't you want sunglasses? And don't you want a bunch of sunglasses? It sucks when you have one pair of sunglasses and everyone sees that and it's like that's all you got. It's like a dude with one pair of sneakers. They're like, hey man, you don't have like three pairs of sneakers? Sunglasses can be expensive. Here's my problem with sunglasses. You either got the cheap pairs that look horrible or the really expensive pair that you feel like you got ripped off for. Well, my friends at MVMT, yes, the watch dudes, they felt the same way, so they said, screw it. We're making quality, trendy sunglasses at a fair price. They are not plastic. They are not acetate. They're not bullshit. Fall off your face. Fall into the water because you look forward in sunglasses. These are heavy, nice, polarized sometimes, and they're starting at $70. These are my go-to shades. I have three pairs. I keep them around the house at all times. So whenever I'm looking for a pair of sunglasses, like I was taking on my jog today, I just go, oh, these will do. These are perfect. Um, all I know about MVMT is their watches. I mean, we've had their, I have their sunglasses, but I've had longer experience with their watches. Their watches are the same as their sunglasses. They're high-end, they're, they're, ex- they're affordable, and they allow you to have a variety of fashion in your life. That's the coolest part about this, is you don't have to pick out one pair of sunglasses, and those are your summer sunglasses. You can pick out a bunch of like, isn't it weird when you go to a wedding, you have to wear your sporty um, fishing sunglasses, and everyone's like, oh, I guess this guy doesn't really have any fashion sense in his life. That's the beautiful thing about these sunglasses, is we went out <clears throat> the other night, <laughs> right before <clears throat> right before sunset, and I threw in a nice pair of aviators that Leanne had picked out for me on MVMT's site. And I was like, oh, nice. Nice little shading from dark to light. A little heavy look. Oh, Bert looks like a pimp. I didn't have to wear my, hey, I ran a marathon in these sunglasses, sunglasses. Here's the deal. They have lots of styles to choose from. Classic, trendy, round aviators like the ones I have. Mirrors, mirrored like another pair I have. And polarized like the, the ones I ran the marathon in. For him and her, make sure to go out and find yourself the perfect pair. Get 15%. Look, as a kid coming from Florida, trust me when I say this, cover your eyes with sunglasses. This is the place to do it. Get 15% off with free shipping and free returns. Did you hear that? Free returns. Free returns is important because sometimes, and this did happen to us once, I got a pair that uh, just didn't fit my face right. I have a big fat head. So free shipping and free returns. Go to mvmt.com slash birdcast. You know know MVMT for how they have revolutionized the watch industry. Now it's time to check out their sunglasses. Go to mvmt.com slash birdcast. Shade up, son. That's, that's not their logo. Get in the shade, player. That's not their logo either. Join the movement. That's their logo. That's their branding. Thank you to all my sponsors. Uh, and thank, for, thank you for all you guys for listening to my reads and supporting the podcast. <clears throat> those reads pay the bills, and those bills may, those bills are piling up. Leanne just left. She had to go take Georgia to the dentist because Georgia got uh, eight new teeth. Uh, it's a long story. So did Isla. It's been a fucking intense fucking 2008 i've been sick twice the girls have gotten their their teeth done now they're going into orthodontics i did my special that should come out later i'm on tour like crazy it's been an intense 2018 i'm ready for like two weeks off and that's not happening for a while here's what we do guys i told you this at the beginning and i need you to do this again support these guys broken lizard their movie super troopers 2 is out this week 420 support it in the theaters share it online retweet what they tweet 
repost on Facebook, do an Instagram story with a tag and tag them in it of you going into the theaters, review it on your Instagram stories, review it on your Instagram feed and tell everyone how much you loved it. Support these guys so they can keep making great art. They are funny as shit. They are my friends, ladies and gentlemen, from the brand new movie coming out this 420, Super Troopers 2, Kevin Heffernan and Steve Lemmy. No, but what I what I love, I'm so jealous. I I think I'm I'm, I'm jealous. I really am jealous. Okay, okay. Why? I'm I'm watching it. See, you guys are accessible to me. You're not movie stars to me. You're just two guys. Right, right. Uh, Jay, I think Jay, I, Jay, I put in a different category because he directs movies and mm-hmm. he's, he's a, a douchebag. He's, he's a douchebag. Yeah. For sake are. <laughs> he speaks a different language. He does, and like like I told you one long time ago, like uh, the chive was like reached out to jay and me and then jay was like hey man this is really cool like how, how do we uh th- thanks for this and i was like oh i didn't do anything i just tagged you in it and he was like wait so you don't work for them and i was like no and he was like oh <laughs> never mind i don't need to talk to you then and i was like i was like uh <laughs> but but um by the way he's fucking ripped who is you know i don't jay. understand this because that's so, bullshit somebody it's all shadowing he's dude. fucking it's all shadowing ripped Honestly. and i was and i was like i was like dude with that fucking beard like he's a like i was like he's a leading man and then he goes with a mustache and i'm like there he is <laughs> but dude, you're more ripped than he is trust no. me trust me you no, are. no no somebody else said this to me after watching like a while ago they were like i got so distracted by how ripped jay was and i was like are we watching the same movie <laughs> dude he was yoked like it's it's got it's the it's the makeup and the shadowing because like that belly jiggles <laughs> for real oh yeah and those tits are not filled with muscle they're filled with milk <laughs> i i started watching and i got jealous i was like i was like this looks like so much fun to shoot like just the busing the busing alone yeah because i it's a beautiful view the lake's behind sure, you sure, yeah and you're just fucking giggling and, and screwing around and then to watch the scenes by the way will sasso is I love the casting in this movie. Yeah, yeah. You really got home run. Will Sasso is awesome. Have Will you had Sasso in your podcast? No, no you, got, I, you have to because he's an unbelievable. That's shocking guest. me. I, I would have thought you you guys yeah. are friends. You gotta uh, have him on. No, we have mutual friends. We just yeah. d- run different circles, and I think he's always off shooting stuff. Yeah. The other Mounties, the guy from fucking uh, the versus Paul versus the Evil. Oh yeah, that oh, yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. And, and, yeah, and the yeah. guy from my favorite show on Amazon is uh, is. Uh, the one with the the other guy, he's a lead. Hayes in, MacArthur. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. He's in that one. He's a well, Angie I'm, Tribeca. Angie Tribeca. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, the casting. I'm like sitting here going like, and then the, the girl from I'm. A, this is the only thing I will say. The only note I would give you guys. <laughs> give it to us. You guys. <laughs> By the way, it's too late for us to take notes, but give it to us. <laughs> you guys cast people where I go. Wait, who the fuck is that? I know her. How do I know yeah. her? Who is that? Like I, I lost the whole introduction before the trying to figure her out. And it's fucking Sloan from yeah, Entourage. From Should yeah, we have yeah. put like a little thing, like a little Chiron? It wouldn't have been bad. Yeah. It wouldn't have been bad. Sloan. In parentheses, it's Sloan. <laughs> so yeah, what? She's speaking French though. So I, uh, so I'm gonna, I'm this interview will probably be from a, a like, real curious side of like almost nuts and bolts of stuff like this. Okay. Okay. So you guys make the first one. 
You have plans on making the second one. What is the time between the first one and when you start production, or you start, or you start pre-production on this one? It's not a, it's not a simple question. Yeah, okay. it's not a simple answer, really. But yeah, many. I mean, fifteen years probably. I would imagine because we 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 went in like a few. We wanted to make some other movies. We made some other movies. Then we went in and we pitched Fox. Club Dread is one of my favorite fucking yeah, movies. Yeah, Club Dread, ever. Beer Fest. Yeah. We made a couple other Dude, ones. Dude, I just watched Beer Fest the other day. Beer Fest <laughs> was a lead-in for in two thousand nine for my Comedy Central special. Oh, oh nice. Right? Yeah, oh, it was good. a lead-in for it. You must have had great uh, views for that because Beer Fest. Has great views on Comedy Central, dude. I, I didn't, didn't, I didn't notice a bump, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Bert doubled. He doubled what, yeah, what was Beer yeah. Fest. Yeah, no, you and uh, I mean, you and Beer Fest are pretty much the same crowd. I really felt, I really felt like, I really felt like they had put some thought into my lead-in. Yeah, like I was like, this is genius. But I was, I was wearing a shirt in that special. So fifteen <laughs> years, fifteen years from when you do the last one to when yeah. you start pre-production. Well, the first, I mean, the first one, you know, we made it in like two thousand. Yeah, it, came, it, it premiered at the 2001 Sundance Film Festival where Searchlight bought it and then they didn't release it until a year after that. So that in and of itself took a while to do. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, Kevin was saying, I mean, we pitched them the idea for Super Troopers 2 in 2008 and we were auditing them on super troopers one and so we were negotiating in good faith with them with them. But like there was no sale or anything like that. And, and we started writing the script in 2009, maybe 2008. Right. Yeah. And then I mean, it just went back and forth, you know, and then and then years later, we decided that it was stopped. So we decided to do the crowdfunding thing. But we did like 35 drafts of the yeah. script. Really? And uh, and yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, you have that all that time. And we were looking for financing the entire the entire time and couldn't get it. And I think, you know, between the studio and financiers, people thought, well, you know, Super Troopers one was really a DVD movie. Like it did OK at the box office, you know, relatively speaking for a movie without stars. But that was a DVD movie that took a few years to kind of slow burn out there and, and become what it became. And then, um, you know, and then all, they also felt maybe the fans weren't there anymore cause it had been a while. And so it, it was, the well was dry. And so we decided to, to do this Indiegogo campaign in 2015. And we got this uh, guy, Ivan Asquith, who's like the guy who did the Veronica Mars campaign Oh yeah, and uh, reading rainbow. Like that, at that point they were the two biggest campaigns to date and it's kind of funny because with a guy like that we actually had to go pitch him super troopers too and like so what does he, this guy do he, he like just sets he's a up. crowdfunding whisperer yeah really? he does he just does but he doesn't but he won't he won't just do any crowdfunding campaign like he has to it is like pitching a studio basically like we had really? to go and sell him on the fact that this could be big and you know and this could be something that would compete wow. with his other large campaigns i wanted to do a crowdfunding to buy the bucks Mm. <laughs> and, just be like, I would ju- and just be like guys everyone just if you i need all i need is a billion dollars sure it's a billion yeah. that's a and then billion. buy the bucks and then i promise you i'll run them i'll be the people's owner yeah <laughs> i didn't i that's the problem with me is i have a, an idea and then i just go ah fuck it yeah well you know listen so do we no you don't well no then we hire this guy and this guy puts together this campaign he raised five million bucks really five million bucks put together yeah, yeah. but the truth is like we couldn't have done it we couldn't have done it on our own. We needed this guy, and it was evident that the minute we started working with him, like, there's a psychology. I mean, this guy went to MIT, and there's a psychology behind it. You know, he was like, you can't ask for too much, because if you ask for too much, then you actually might frighten people away who are like, oh, there's no way they're going to, you know, they'll ever get that, so why yeah. bother putting it into it? And so, you know, I think, you know, so we asked for $2 million, which was really lowballing what we needed to make the movie for. Um, Two million. Do you guys have your salaries involved in that? 
salary. That like, was like did you get paid on that. Bro. That would be SAG minimum wage right there. But this was yeah. going to be a labor of love. Yeah. Um, but we really, I mean, we needed more. And the studio mandated that we had to have a minimum, you know, a, 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 a minimum, a floor for the budget uh, in order for them to distribute the movie. But you look at two million and go, and he's the wizard going, yeah, but two million and I can bump it up. Yeah. That's the whole point. Like you, you ask for two and then you raise four and it's like, wow, look at a success story this is. You know yeah. I mean? But you plan for it in advance. Then you say like, you're shooting videos that are like, hey, we've reached this plateau. You know, we can do this much more. And, you know, you, you because the people are, in his experience, going to continue to contribute. And he says they get really excited if they exceed the goal and they, they'll just keep keep going. Yeah. And so, you know, you, 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 we'd look at some campaigns that were successful and some that weren't successful. And I think the thing that we noticed with the successful ones is that there was more content than on the ones that weren't as successful. People who were just like, hey, give us money. And then like that was it. So we, we decided to do this campaign where we're putting Farva in, a, in a, the trunk of a car and we were going to revisit him every day. And, and so like over a couple of days, we shot like 30 different pieces um, that were all, each one was going to be released each day. That's And I have a buddy, <coughs> Zane Lamprey, uh, yeah. who who is a Kickstarter whisperer. Yeah. He's got the most successful uh, fashion uh, products ever in the history. Like the drinking jacket, the adventure jacket. <laughs> yeah. Like he j like raises millions of dollars for a jacket. Yeah, and it's really crazy. But no, that um, shit. That's like those those products always make more dough than like a movie or something like that. Yeah. People want that watch or whatever it is. Yeah, right? was there was like a card game? They raised like ten million dollars for yeah. like a or like a board game or something yeah. like that. I bought the romp him. <laughs> oh the, yeah, the male romper. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, bought yeah. I bought two of them and never even fucking delivered them. Oh really? Oh. Yeah, those assholes. What did you donate? I bought I'm probably fucking 300 bucks. <laughs> I wanted this romper so bad. I've only donated to two things in my entire life, I think. Yeah. Honk, honk. What if, they, what if the UPS is outside right now? Yeah, yeah. I've been waiting. Will you wear the rompers? Well, no, because my, my body was good when I was bought the romper. I was in like great shape, and now I'm like 10 pounds heavier. I'd feel I feel it won't look good in a romper. Your body's really? still good. I thought you were running marathons now. I did run Are the marathon. Mar that was one of the biggest mistakes of my life. LA Marathon? Oh, yeah. LA Marathon, no training. Why? And, uh, what do you mean no training? What no training. Didn't train for it. Did you finish? Yep. You ran 26 miles just like that? Yep. Just got Holy it shit, it. dude. Because I believe, I believe in that Mickey Mantle <laughs> Did game. you stop at all and walk? Oh, uh, yeah. I definitely walked. <laughs> oh, that so mile. like it took you how long? <laughs> Five hours and 33 minutes. That's still okay, pretty good. Okay. Yeah. That's still good. pretty good. I got, I got in uh, at, at 20 miles. I was the first time I walked. Okay. At 20 miles wow. was the first That's time I good, walked. That's good, man. And I uh, watched my... Legs seized up, my calves yeah. seized up, oh. my quad seized up, and the woman in front of me shit her pants. Yeah, and I oh, went. God, now I know why you train. Yeah, that makes sense now. Did you have any irreparable damage to your body from that thing or not? Uh, kind of, uh, not totally, but I will say that my feet are not a hundred percent. Meaning, like I used to have <laughs> heel spurs, yeah. and now they're kind of coming back a little bit. Yeah, okay. uh, my toenails are all fucked up. Okay, are they even attached anymore? Or? No. Uh, they're they're coming back. They're getting better, but I, there's blood underneath them yeah, on okay. a couple of them. So, uh, but I'm making it sound worse than it is. I'm not, I'm actually I did cryogenic therapy and it really helped. Would you do it again though? Well, that see, so this is what we're like. This is what we were talking about at the beginning. Yeah. So I've done a couple of big events. I talk out of my ass. So like, <laughs> like I totally am. One time when we were talking about a pool, I was like, I'm pretty sure I could build us a pool. Yeah. And she was like, You definitely cannot. And I was like, No, I, I think I could. Like. 
I re- like I have these what, like a shovel. No, I get it. I get a backhoe back here and t- <laughs> dig it up and then put some concrete down. Make it my own pool. Like, sure. I was like, I want a shot at building our pool before we start building our pool. Sure. Okay. And yeah. she was like, you're out of your fucking mind. I told a professional field goal kicker, Pat McAfee. I'm pretty certain with like a couple months training, I could be a competitive professional field goal kicker. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but I, I, but I, I told Rogan, I could run a marathon with no training. Okay. And he was like, you're talking out of your ass. I said, I'll do it. I believe I can do it. Now, what happens in these things, like I told Tom Segura, I could beat him in a weight loss challenge. I was 40 right. pounds in a month. Right. Like I can set my mind to something and focus on that and achieve that goal. It'll hurt and it'll be painful, but it's... So I, I was saying... To my team the other day, I want what I really want is just someone to finance me, yeah. give me a couple million dollars, <laughs> and let me shoot my own show of sure. whatever it is. Like, I'm pretty sure, like, I, like I want to try to get to base camp for Everest. Okay. Just get to base okay. camp. Like, uh, I my wanna, cousin just went. My I want. I want to sail. Yeah. Like, we were going to Hawaii, and I was like, I wonder if I could sail to Hawaii. Yeah. Like, I bet I could probably <laughs> figure that out, Bert. Listen, uh, when this special came out, sail when this special came out, I said to Comedy Central, "We need to do something big to promote my special." And they said, "What do you think?" And I said, "I want to ride a jet ski from Mexico to Tampa." <laughs> Bert, this is fine for you to do. I, the, the mind is a powerful thing. Before you do either of those two things, just leave me the keys to your house. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> Wait, did you ride the jet ski? Hey Siri, shut the fuck up. Hey Alexa, stop. <laughs> Why is she so fucking mouthy? She just chimes in like a fucking typical woman. <laughs> That's that, joking. That, by the way, that what's sad is the most the best looking person in the room is sitting behind the camera. I'm such a jackass. I know. Seriously, what's your problem? Put, put a yeah. camera on this woman. I know. I feel like you should sit in the middle of us and then people will keep watching. Uh, but I had a funny experience uh, back before Russell Simmons was, you know, accused of all all the things he did. I, I was working with him on a couple of projects, and I went over to his house. And he wanted to show off, and he was like, okay, Google, who is Russell Simmons? And she was like, uh, Russell Simmons, hip-hop impresario. He's like, okay, Google, shut up. And she quietly was like, okay, Google, who is Steve LeMay? And she was like, I have no record of a Steve LeMay. He's like, you see that, motherfucker? And I was like, why don't you try pronouncing my name properly? And he's like, you do it. And I was like, fine, okay, Google, who is Steve LeMay? She's like, Steve Lemmy, born November 16th, November 13th, 19th. And, and he was like, okay, Google. And he's like, all right, shut the fuck up. Mm, you made your point. <laughs> anyway, I like those. I like those little gadgets right there. Alexa, who's Burt Kreischer? Burt Kreischer is an American stand-up comedian, reality television host and actor. <laughs> Alexa, who's the machine? No, oh, I heard about that. Oh, Alexa, shut up. Alexa, stop. <laughs> God, I heard about that. That is. Oh, no, a- it's Bert Kreischer. <clears throat> Alexa, who is Kevin Heffernan? Kevin Heffernan is an American actor, writer, producer, and director, and member of the Broken Wizard comedy. There we wow. go. Wow. God. Yeah. Um, yeah, thanks, Alexa. So, 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 yeah. So, part of me goes, I watch you make this, and then I go, I want, I want to start because I'm all of, I'm obsessed with just making things now. Like I feel like I'm done with the, the the television system. I'm done with all of it. I just want to start making stuff because there is a weird like I remember when I found you guys the first time. Yeah, I mean we went to Universal Studios. I think we saw your movie at Universal Studios. Is that not Universal Studios? Universal the, the City Walk. Or City Walk. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah, you're, yeah. we watched your movie there. Yeah, and 
the whole ride there, my buddy Luis Lorenzo was like, "No, you don't understand. They made this on their like they made this on their own. This is a group of guys. This is like, like I think people get more attachment to that." Yeah, yeah. It's certainly. I mean, with the Indiegogo campaign, we certainly saw that. I mean, the fans, the fans did show up, and so they showed up quickly. And I think that was, you know, we were out there on, on Reddit and, and doing all that with with the with the content. But like, you get a real sense like when we're at these screenings because we're doing we've done a, a tour of screenings for the indiegogo backers yeah that you like you realize that it could not have happened without them and so it really is you know such a good example of like i mean it's a group effort you know and and you're and you're meeting all these people who were like i contributed i mean they made the movie and it it is something that like we're all in it together and that's you know that's it's palpable well i i my anyone that listens to my podcast knows where i'm going with this immediately i had a guy (laughs) this is i think what you're talking about and it's I've just now bought on to the idea of it. I had a guy in West Palm stop me at my meet and greet. It was like the, the lines forever, and he takes his shirt off. He's like, I just need to talk to you for like two minutes. I need you to listen. Torso to torso. <laughs> yep, and he's hammered. It's New Year's Eve. He's hammered. And I'm like, all right. And he goes, I'm a fan. He goes, do you know what that means? I was like, yeah, yeah, I appreciate it, man. You listen to the podcast? He goes, no, 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 no. When you succeed, that makes me happy. Like when good things happen to you, I feel like they happen to me because I'm your fan. I want you to succeed because I want you to have the best life you can ever have because that would make me happy. It was this, it was a much longer speech, but that was the gist of it. And sure. I was, and I was left with this like, yeah, because I'm a fan of shit. Yeah, I'm a fan of your guys's. Like when when I heard this was coming out, I was like, fuck yeah. Yeah. And then when I turn on, I you know, I have this goofy smile on my face watching your movie because I'm a fan and I'm happy that you guys are succeeding. Like I'm like I'm like. It's the weirdest thing. Like, the, I would sit and watch a movie with a goofy smile, just like, like that's what a fan does. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's cool. But that's cool that you're taking this around and showing it to the fans, people who want you to succeed. Because you realize that, and it's like, you, you at some point you realize that these people come up to you. You've had the same experience, right? They yeah. come up to you in the meet and greets afterwards, or whatever it is, and it's like, hey, I, I missed my car payment on my truck, so I could donate to your movie because I want to see it so bad. And you're like, holy shit! Well, you feel bad. So humbling. Like, please you know don't I mean? do that. Please dude, don't. Dude, like, don't do that. But please, you know, uh, guy, you. a guy in Philly. I did. I did my special in Philly that just recently, and this guy emails Leanne, right? Me, but it goes to Leanne, and he's like, I. Didn't know he was going to add shows. I didn't know that they were going to add seats on the Saturday show. I'd love to be his taping. I'm a, I'm a legit fan, but I had to pay my my heating bill or whatever. Yeah. And so I spent that money already. And I, right. if there was any way you guys could comp two tickets, I don't have any money, but I'll, I'll send you a check. And he goes, I know you're not going to give me your address, so I'll send it to Doug Stanhope, who then can <laughs> send it to Bert. Because Stanhope gives out his address. Right. <clears throat> Leanne read this, and she was like, oh, my God. So I was like, fuck, leave him the tickets, and then leave him 100 bucks so we can drink. Yeah. So I don't want him to see my show sober. <laughs> yeah. But uh, No, that's, you know, it's awesome. Like last night, it was funny, because we, uh, we did a screening for Collider um, at the Arclight in, in Sherman Oaks. I had like two hours to kill. Uh, after this thing we did so like I, I i was driving i was starving i had to do some work and i saw jerry's deli i was like oh fuck i'm gonna suck down some matzo ball soup and have a <laughs> yeah. delicious experience and, and i stopped there and like i had my meal i worked for like an hour and a half and then i asked the waitress for the check and she's like oh the check's been taken care of and uh, i was like uh who took care of the check she's like it's just been taken care of and i said who who took care of the check and, and she said it's taken care of mm-hmm. and i was like do you know who took care of the check she's like maybe and I was like, is that person here right now? She's like, I don't know. 
I was like, so you're not supposed to tell me who it is. She's like, I don't know. And she, I was like, okay, well, thank you. And, and, and she walked away. And I was like, I started looking around the restaurant. There were like people at the next booth over. And I was like, it's not them. I was looking all over. And then it was like, I just looked like over the partition to the dude eating solo in the booth next to me. And he's just looking at me. And he like, he waved to me. And he's like, I don't mean to be creepy, but I'm a huge fan. He's like, military guy, you got me through hard times. You made me laugh. That's what it this is. This is much respect. He's like, I just want to shake your hand. I was like, dude. And that like, matzo ball soup's on me, brother. Holy yeah. shit. Well, you know, it was also like a tuna panini with capers and <laughs> oh, monster whoa. cheese. Oh, whoa. Whoa. <laughs> which is what I recommend at Jerry's whoa. Deli and an Arnold Palmer. But like, you know, it's like, you're just like, God damn, like, come on. Like, I'm going to pay for your meal. He's like, I already paid for my own meal because I knew you were going to do that. I was like, fuck. And then so then I, like, I, you know, I walked out and I was like, did he leave a tip for the? All right, I got to go back in, <laughs> and I have to leave a nice tip, you know. And I, you know, I put it down. Sure. But it's just like you're like, holy shit! Like, I mean, this is when you reach people like that, and you meet these people on the street who come up to you and they're like, "Hey, I contributed to your campaign." You're like, "Just come here, and give me a hug. Just yeah. give me a fucking yeah, yeah, hug," yeah. you know. That's yeah. well, it's so applicable for you guys because it they're giving you money to do what you want to do, like what your dream your dream is. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, you know, I mean, look, you hear like rock star shout out, like, you know, we couldn't do without the fans. And that's, that's what it is. I never, I remember Dane was like, I'm, I'm not shit on Dane. I love Dane. But like, he would be like, he was like, it's all for the fans. And I felt that there was a disconnect from what he was saying to what I felt. Cause I was like, I didn't have any fans at the time. Yeah. And now that I have what I will call fans, I go, oh, this is pretty fucking awesome. I, I think he did realize what he was saying. I think there wasn't a disconnect. I think he was like, he was like, because he, he was built a career on people becoming obsessed with him. Yeah. Yeah. It's so fucking fascinating. Well, I think if, I think if they mean it, you know, and, but I don't even know that like, I understood what that meant until we did the crowdfunding campaign. Cause it's like, it's not like putting out the thing and then they're like, oh, I'll pay 10 bucks to come see you. In this yeah. case, they're like. We're going to pay the money in advance because we believe in you and we want you to do this. So here's the money. Which adds that extra pressure of not fucking it up. You know what I mean? Like like you were talking about earlier, like what we all want to do is just make our own shit. Yeah. Right? But now you've got people who are invested in your shit that you should care about and they care about you. Yeah. So you shouldn't fuck it up. So, so so don't fuck it up, you guys. But it's it's also funny because like there's still a reality. and like uh, like So we would have these people out to the set. There's a certain package you'd come be an extra, and I think like 400 people bought this package. And so like every oh, weekend, were they in the were they in the in the uh, the town hall? Speech? Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, Those are cool. all crowdfunders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, we made. Sure. Oh, how fucking yeah. cool! Yeah, yeah. And we made sure like in the editing room, like get everyone on, like make sure everyone's on screen. Yeah, because that's the whole point. And so each weekend we'd have 100 people come, and they'd get to be in these scenes. And and uh, you know, I remember the first weekend, it was that scene. And uh, I was out there, and you, and you realize you're, you're playing host. And so I don't know who had been out there to speak to them, but by the time I got out there, but like I went out and I was like, thank you so much. I'm like, you know, shaking hands. Getting choked up. Meeting everybody. And then you like address them. You're like, uh, you know, we really couldn't have done this without you. <laughs> and you're like, holy shit, I'm getting fucking emotional because I, I mean, I'm feeling this. Yeah. And then you like, you know, you, you say thank you. And then you start to tell them some stories from the set in the middle of like one star. I'm about to get to a great punchline. Our crowdfunding campaign is like Rob Lowe's available to take photos, and everybody fucking books. <laughs> Rob Lowe's available to take photos. Yeah, I'm saying it. With my... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put a pin in that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll be here. I'll I'll be right here. Love your movies, but excuse me. Yeah. Did um okay uh I wanted I want I have I have uh writing questions I want to ask you about. Okay. I have uh I have actor questions I want to ask you about, but I want to get to the I want to get to the the crowdfund it, and then it's gonna be real, and then like. 
How does what? What's the process of making a movie? I mean, that sounds, sounds so silly. Do you get a you get a five million dollar check and you're like, let's go? I'd go like, let's go buy cars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but we. I mean, we knew that we needed more money than it anyway. So, so that that was just the thing that got us jump started, and so we had raised that money, and then what we didn't know because we didn't know how this crowdfunding thing worked. We we didn't know is that. If you don't spend that money within the, the year, then you get taxed on it, and then you lose whatever, 30 40 50% oh, of it. Shit. So like we got to September, like, holy shit, we got to spend it. And we didn't have all the money for the movie, so we just shot a week's worth of the movie. Like the first week, like that opening scene okay. and that kind of stuff. So we shot that in 2015. And then we, we edited that together, and then we took that footage, and then we went back and we raised more money. And so then we got another, I don't know what it was. Six or seven thousand, six or seven million bucks. Yeah, from private money, from private guys oh, who okay. invest in movies, and then uh, and then we just took that money and plugged it in. And over the years, you know, we've made these movies, so we have production people and crew people and all these guys that we know, and pulled them together, and then started started shooting the movie. But even so. then, it's like you know, we had we, we got to the set the second time around. We had we had like four weeks of shooting to do, and like how right, many total weeks of shooting did you guys do? I think it's like we did six. Yeah, it was like six it total. Was like, yeah, it was like total. twenty-eight days shooting, shooting every single day. No, it was five day weeks. So it was a, so it was a twenty-eight twenty-eight shoot days. So uh, yeah, yeah, it's about six weeks. Yeah, yeah, and, and but like we, you know, we were there. We were so we were there in Boston for the second installment, the big chunk of time. Yeah, and like right before, Wait, we, where did you shoot? You shot it in Boston, outside, yeah, of Boston. outside of Boston. Yeah. For real? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I totally thought it was in Canada. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I really thought it was in Canada, well, and I thought I was like, I was like, of course, it'll be cheaper there. Yeah, yeah no, no, it was cheaper in Massachusetts. They had a, a, like a tax incentive, so we went there. Oh, nice! And then we shot in the middle of the state. There's like a big reservoir. That's what we shot the opening scene. Yeah, and then the rest we shot just outside of Boston. So, oh. but like, but the but immediately movie magic, Bert. The money started falling apart. Like you know, like there's a there's a lot of like, you know, flaky investors and shady characters really? in the business. And so yeah. like, for, I think for like the first two or three weeks, our producer would be like, yeah, you know, like halfway through the week, he'd be like, okay, here's the thing, we need to uh, we need to find. Two million more dollars by the end of the week, or we got to send everybody home. And this happened to us like two or three weeks in a row. It was incredibly stressful because, like, it, we couldn't just sit back and enjoy the process, even though we still were. Yeah, we had to keep looking for the money, and somehow, like, it just kept coming together. And finally, with like the last two or three weeks, we were able to. Uh, we had enough money to make it through the shoot. Holy shit! Yeah, it's, it's so funny because none of that translates when watching the movie like I, yeah. none of the stress like i watched it and it just looked like i really felt like you guys went to camp like <laughs> I, I really got a feel that you guys went to camp well it well, is no, like, like by the time we're shooting that's kind of the way of you know what i mean like yeah. you try to put all other shit behind you and let the other people deal with that shit so that you can have fun on the set and make the make you know good write good comedy and have fun so how did you guys go about getting such great like great cameos like it was Rob. easier like once you make a sequel like when you make the first one it's harder to get the people for the first one yeah but now a lot of those people have seen the movie you know so it's like rob lowe's seen super troopers rob lowe's not even a cameo that's a coast like he's a, a yeah he's a star, he's a star yeah. of the movie yeah, yeah. and he's well, like, yeah he's good looking he's great is Gorgeous. he canadian no. no okay did you think about when you cast people in these roles did you look for canadians yes like because because those accents I'm obsessed with the Montreal accent right now. Well, Sasso, I mean, well, Emmanuel. Sasso's amazing. He's amazing. He's Canadian. So, like, oh, he's, he's, yeah. And he's also an expert in, like, dialects and impressions and all that shit. So, he. Yeah, he, 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 he went down the row. He went down the line of, of provinces. It was like, I could do it like this, eh? I could, you know, <laughs> I could do this, eh? You know, like, I mean, he really went through. He's like, I could do it like a Yukon. I could do a thing. And, and 
you know, he, he eventually settled on uh, the voice of of a previous prime minister, really, uh, John Crichon. Is that his name? Yeah, something like that. Who's something like, like that? A, a weird speaking French dude. Did you read the letter that we that I forwarded to you from our Indiegogo site? It was uh, it's from a French Canadian. Yeah, we had a French Canadian who was pissed. They thought we were. They thought we really offended the French. But they haven't even seen the movie. This this, this person, and it's yeah. an Alexis, so I don't know. I, it seems like a girl, but it could be a guy because it's French sure. Canadian person, yeah. like Alexis Dubois. <laughs> and uh, they sent a thing like, I'm, "I watched the trailer. I'm deeply offended." Oh, I bet, you know the French Canadian, but you're like, oh, okay. whatever. I was Dude, like, yeah. Shut up. It was so <laughs> much fun uh, when you flip flopped them making fun of us. Yeah, yeah. I was like. I, I mean, here's the problem about this movie is I want to I want to get into details, but I don't want to spoil it for I don't want to spoil the joke. A joke is based on surprise, and yeah. so I don't want to I don't want to spoil any jokes. But that was one of my favorite parts. But I think that was that was an important thing too. Is like to have the Canadians give as good shots at yeah. us as we gave to them, and then you go get guys like Will and Sasso and Tyler Labine. These guys were good, and they're and they're real Canadians. And Emmanuel yeah. Shrieky, you know Sloan from Entourage, she's a real Canadian. Like she was are real. awesome. You know I mean? Oh, she's yeah. fantastic. Um, but that but that's the thing, you know. She's she's like. I'm actually, I'm not doing a French-Canadian accent. I'm doing a French accent. And she's like, I've already been getting heat from it from some of the French-Canadians. For real? Yeah. Oh, because yeah, they're like, dude, there's a, there's a show on Netflix. I think it's, it's a, with these two chefs. And they're both from Montreal. The Montreal accent is the, especially in women, is the sexiest accent in the world. <laughs> it sounds like, it sounds like, uh, uh, remember, remember when Fonzie uh, in Happy Days was in, was in the uh, mashup derby. Yep. Yeah. And the girl, Pinky something. Tuscadero. Pinky Tuscadero. It sounds like Pinky Tuscadero's accent. <laughs> like it's like a weird, like a, you can't place it. It's yeah. got an urban kick to it, but with a flair. Yeah. I, I'm going to half agree with you. You don't like it? <laughs> I don't like it on the guys. I think on the women, it's it's sexy. Uh, the, I wish I wish I could tell you the name of these two chefs. It's on Netflix. It's like uh, Tim and Dave's uh epic adventure or something and this guy i i, I watched the whole show just because i keep waiting for him to say words like yeah we're gonna you're gonna do the dishes huh yeah okay yeah. Oh, it's like weird swallowings well that sounds charming to me that sounds yeah. charming to me i think there's there must be a third uh dialect that i'm thinking of that's uh that's unpleasant my word my word my canadian word that like uh like that, you guys had some Canadian words that you'd say, and everyone's giggling at. My word was Homer. That's a Homer because you watch Sports <laughs> Center, and they're like, "Oh!" And he hit a Homer. Oh my goodness, that's a, that's out of here. Well, that's he, what I love. Like we do a bunch of charity work with the NHL, and yeah. I I love NHL hockey players because they're they're not like other pro athletes. Like they're such goofballs, and they yeah. don't take anything too seriously. Plus, like, that's a real team sport. Like, you know, I mean, they have each other's backs for real. Yeah. Like, you can't fuck with any of their friends. They'll kill you. <laughs> yeah. Do you, when you go do shows in Canada, do you find there ever to be, like, a translation thing? Even though you wouldn't think it. No. Never, I've never had that problem? No, even to the point where I have a joke about the DMV. Okay. <laughs> and they're like, right, we know what you're talking about. Yeah, he had a good one. Well, which also, we, do, we used to do pounds and, you know, we just used to... You should, you know, translate them into the metric system whenever we went up there. That was, by the way, I don't want to like. There's no spoiling this. That's one of my favorite parts of the movie. Is yeah. the is the the metric. Just the shit. metric <laughs> it is so that okay. But now, now, uh, talk heaven. So, so you made it. You made it to the pullovers. Did you make it through the pullovers? The part where we're all dressed up as the Mounties. I made it to the pullovers. To the pullovers. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
but uh but I, I mean, I, I, I don't want to fucking ruin jokes. <laughs> yeah. Okay? Danny DeVito is hilarious. Sure, yeah. there's a Danny That's DeVito scene. fucking hilarious. It's a great yeah. scene. He's not in the movie, folks. He's not in the movie. scene but about it's, him. It's almost... Oh, it's fucking brilliant. So yeah. That, no, that scene... Like, that was a scene that we wrote, like, uh, the day before, two days before. Because we were just hanging out riffing. Nobody will know. They'll, eventually, they'll see it. They'll know. But yeah. we, were, we were riffing about a joke about Danny DeVito with the guys who played the Mounties. And then... then so we wrote it up, and then the next day we went and we shot it in the movie, and we never thought it would get into the movie, and now it's like one of people's favorite scenes. Yeah, even on the day that we were shooting it, we're like, we're doing this, huh? Okay. You know how it's like one of those jokes, like you get, you get fucked up, whatever, at night, and you're laughing your ass off, and the next day you look at it, and you're like, that's not that funny. But, and you know? then, but then someone says it over lunch, and you start laughing yeah. again? Yeah, that well, was, that's what happened. So do you, when you write a movie like this, do you... One of the hardest things in the world, from my perspective, is to translate what's funny in a room or what's funny in your head to funny through a lens of a camera yeah um and i and i was so impressed obviously the farver character i i really i'm sure you guys all know this there's not one scene that he doesn't steal like there's not one scene you mean except the ones that i'm in right yeah yeah <laughs> i mean you watch that character and you go it's just so it's so Danny. It's so, it's so uh, not Danny. Mc, Danny McBride. What's that? What's, uh, uh, fist foot fist way. No, 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 no. It's it's um, eastbound and down. It's so, so like yeah. Kenny Powers. Like it's such a such a great character. Like an identifiable character that everyone kind of knows, but it's never really known. Yeah. And so when you watch those, you're just like, that's great. So you, in a weird way, in my head, I'm I'm watching from my perspective. I go, okay, they know those farmer scenes are going to kill. Now, so when they go to do other sketches. Do you find yourself writing within the parameters of like, you know what works for us is these types of things? Yeah. Or, or do you find yourself going like, like I did not see the Danny DeVito thing coming. It didn't seem like part of, it just was so out from left field for you guys. I mean, it's, it's a combination of all those things. Like we, there's five of us writing in the room. And so if it's making all five of us laugh, we're pretty confident about it because we all have different senses of humor. And then it's like, okay, well, that might be a pretty universal joke. Uh, you know, something like the Danny DeVito thing is something like, I mean, we had no idea. But those guys are also like, you know, it's different. Like, we're us. We write for ourselves. And we've had the, the good fortune to be able to produce these movies. These, All those guys are guys that rose to the top of their profession auditioning the outside and proving themselves yeah. yeah and so like they're actually just quality fucking they're just good at their job <laughs> better than us so like they can come in even because on the day shooting that scene they're still working things out like we're just throwing jokes around figuring out how to make it hum and then yeah. like they're just terrific yeah you know and if I ever think you get the benefit of like the fact that the, the guy's crazy right and so any funny line anyone comes up with that's crazy or like inappropriate they just give it to Farva and then Farva says it, but so like he's the benefit of a lot of of a lot of shit. And it's different because like if you if you go back and then watch the first Super Troopers, Farva's actually fair. He's more of an asshole. He's more of an obnoxious asshole. You, you know, it's, <laughs> no, I starting watching this and knowing you guys. Yeah, I was like, I was like, oh wait, is Kevin not? He's not going to be a part of the team the way I want him to. Like, <laughs> right. like because I'm watching the the opening, the opening thing, yeah. and I'm like, wait. Yeah. Oh fuck! Wait, hold on, because it's hard to explain. But I go, is this where this is going? Is this? Yeah. And yeah. and then I was like, and then because we don't want him around. Wait. I don't know if you if you pick it up. Our characters yes. don't want his character but around. When, but I'm telling you, when 
and I'm not spoiling anything. Sure. When you walk in, when I show up, and you, when you show up, yeah. go. <laughs> I was pissing myself laughing, going, yeah. "Ah, this is even better. This is better this way." <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. We we value the character, and it is funny because what Kevin's saying is true. It's like on this go around. We just started taking all the fucking obnoxious stuff and putting it right into his mouth. And and the most outlandish stuff we could think of, we just give it to him. But the ultimate effect now is that if you watch the movies back to back, you see the first version is like, oh, that's, you know, people come up to us like, that's the, we have that guy in our office. He's, yeah. we, we know that guy. And the second one, he's just out of his mind. Everything <laughs> he says is fucking insane to the point where you haven't even seen the end of the movie. Like, I mean, he's fucking out to lunch, this guy. It's, it, it's, but I, but I look at it and I go, I go, okay, there is an organization to this. Like, there's an organization to what you guys do. And, like, like when I, when, uh, like, the scene with Gaffigan. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So I go, did, that looks like you guys improv that in the moment. Like, it didn't seem like it was. There it, was some, I mean, there was some improv in but, that. But it yeah. seemed like the whole, it seemed like you went, we need to have a bunch of these types of scenes. Let's yeah. get some great actors. And yeah. let's just fuck around. That's what it feels like. Yeah. It doesn't feel like it's scripted at all. Some of that is like that. But the Gaffigan thing was kind of like that because he was in the first movie, right? Gaffigan. Yeah. And so it was like, hey, come back and do the second movie. And now the guy's so he's so successful and busy, it's like almost impossible to get him to. Yeah. And he was literally on his way. I think he was flying to the Wilbur. He had like 16 sold out shows at the Wilbur, whatever he does. Yeah. yeah. And he just came and landed in his jet. On his private plane. In, his, yeah. in a private jet. Really? Landed. Came and did the scene with us. Never rehearsed or anything like that. And we just did it in a half day. And then he continued on to the Wilbur. Which is a far cry from the first movie. The first movie he auditioned. And uh, I mean, that was when he was doing the Rolling Rock commercials and everything. And, yeah. and um, he nailed his audition. Kevin tried to veto him. He, he was like, I hate that fucking guy. <laughs> we're, like, why do you, we're like, why do you hate that guy? And he's, he's like, every, every commercial audition I go on, I'm up against that guy. And he beats me out for every single one. Rolling Rock, ESPN, like the he Lincoln. He always used to beat me out for everything. Yeah. Everything. So he, we all have beef. Like, Fuck that guy. This we, is my movie. Yeah. <laughs> we all have beef with guys that we see at auditions. We're like, no, not this fucking guy. Fuck that guy. Right. He tried to pull out. We're like, no, this guy's no way. Fuck you, Heffernan. Yeah. We'll take him over you. Sure. And so like on the day, you know, we're, we're, we're doing the meow scene. It's, you know, I'm just like Soder's really doing the meow scene. I'm his fart catcher in that scene, yeah. but I'm there. And we're joking around with Gaffigan. He's telling dirty jokes. And we're like, this guy's awesome. And we're like, you know, like Stolhansky, get over here. And Chandra Sekar's in on And you can see like all the way down the highway. There's Kevin, you know, alone at the craft service table, just picking oh. food. Won't come over because he doesn't want to meet the guy. And now they're like best friends. Yeah, now we're buddies, right? Yeah. And, and he came back and did the movie. Now he's got a, Gaffigan's yeah. got a private plane. <laughs> how do you guys? How did you guys go about? How 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 hard was it for these cameos? Because there's some pretty big cameos. Yeah, some yeah. of them were pretty hard. I mean, you know, like I said, like most people have seen the first movie, so it's an easier sell to people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, man, we need you. Can you come do a day? And a lot of people are like, absolutely. I, mean, I don't even read the script. I would love to come and do it. You know, and sometimes it's just schedules or whatever. But we we definitely wanted to. There are a lot of fans out there that first one we wanted them to be a part of it also. So some of those cameos are people who are fans. Yeah. Really? Yeah. 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 I mean, we're not, we don't want to give anything away because there are there are some good There's cameos. Some fun. In the movie yeah, dude, cameos. that's the what sucks about this interview is that like I, I so badly want to get like like was that a real dick? Like that's <laughs> sure. was sure. it really? Uh, oh, um, you know, I mean, oh, he, I don't think he got to your full frontal nudity. 
Oh no, I saw no, his cartwheels. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, gotcha. Mean, but he doesn't mean my dick. He's no, I mean, the I mean, yeah, yeah, the other dick. Yeah, that couldn't have been a real. Well, that dick. dick's in, a, in the trailer, right? Isn't that dick in the trailer? Uh, that dick is in a new uh, an Instagram. Oh, got it. Okay. Clip. Got oh. it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Wait, were you when you, I saw you do your your cartwheels, I was like, wait, hold on. Did he? Is that? Are that? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's so. I mean, you know, like, look, Kevin did did full frontal in uh, the first Super Troopers. I think that's the only full frontal that's ever been that's been done in our movies. In the history of the world. Well, we've had plenty of butt. Yeah. And, uh, I yeah, think, yeah, yeah. And, like, I've done butt like three or four times, I think. Yeah. You have a great body. Th- thanks. But I, you, I, but you'll give that to anybody, is from what I hear. I mean, you <laughs> say Shane Sagar, Lemmy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, but, uh, but so, yeah, so, like, it was my turn. And I, I took a few cues from, from, you know, from Kevin's experience because, you know, Kevin. I it was mean, cold that day. He didn't, that day. Uh, he didn't cold, exactly Bert. prepare himself. I've, it was yeah, a cold day, brother. I've been there. I did a full, I did a, uh, basically shot a porn for, uh, for For the the Russian mob, as I understand. Yeah. No, for a TV show called Hurt Bert. I was with a dominatrix. I would take Dave. Oh, you told us that. And I was a dominatrix game for an entire day Yeah, and I was nude and it's like my, my dick might look good when you pull it out first presentation, but if you let it sit on the table, it decides to go to its natural habitat. Yeah. That's afraid of, afraid of a camera. I mean, for sure. Like the second. Oh. I was fluffing myself the entire time. Well, that's the thing. Like you, you wore warm shorts and you fluffed yourself. I didn't. I didn't think about doing that. Stuff. Yeah, but I, you know, like I learned. Yeah, I had sure. empirical knowledge. You live, you learn. Yeah. So, like, yeah, I had my hands on myself, on my dick the whole time, because it's a son of a bitch. The thing it won't cooperate. <laughs> to to um, my penis's credit, it did cooperate. The the oh. nuts, however, they were fucking assholes. I did. <laughs> I did. Assholes. I did. Uh, I did. Um. For my travel channel show, we were in Paris with this couple. We took them to Paris, and one of the things we were going to do was um, painting for a day. And so we thought they thought they were going to paint the Notre Dame, and then I came in while they were looking at the Notre Dame, and I said, "Guys, today you're painting a male nude model," and it was me naked. <laughs> so I know this is happening. I get back, I get back to the thing. I'm naked. I'm, and there's like a time limit. I like. Uh, they're going to walk up here. We're going to show them that. Let the cameras get ready, and then I want you to walk in and say your line. So I'm like, so I'm fluffing, but it's not, nothing's happening, and now I'm panicking. <laughs> now I'm pa- and now that I'm panicking, nothing's really happening. you don't want to fluff too and much. And it's in Paris in the winter in, an, in, a, in a loft. Mm. <laughs> Sounds romantic. And I, I, when I said, uh, today you're painting me, and I walked out naked, my cameramen... Uh, started laughing. My ca- my sound guy started laughing. No one even got the shot. And then we had said we had said to the cameraman, make sure to cover it with something so we can show like like put something in the foreground. Sure, so you Austin Power co- style. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were so shocked at how small they were. They just shot it. They just <laughs> shot me. And so you can't use anything because it's just me, and it's so small, like so small that my sound guy went and got a heater. And brought a heater in because I was laying on a couch. Got a heater in and pointed it at my junk. And I swear to God, it went okay. It's a little better. <laughs> and, then, and it really, honestly, it ruined the trip uh, because something happened between the guy and the girl. I guess it was a couple. And when she saw my dick, not nothing. I don't think she was attracted to me, <laughs> yeah. but I think it fucked her up. I think it scared her, or bothered her. Yeah. And he was protective of her, and we kind of didn't really talk much after that. Oh, really? It like, was actually a really horrible idea that we did that. <laughs> Fuck. And then we then then we took her from right there and put her in a helicopter. And we went out to this castle. We spent the night at a castle. And in the helicopter, 
I was like, I am really sorry about that nudity thing. I didn't know that it would be this big of a deal. And he's like, and you got those headsets on? So yeah. Like, yeah. And he's like, uh, she just lost her friends in a helicopter crash about a month ago. So she's a little freaked out. I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God, we are torturing this poor woman. So, yeah. God damn. That, that show, Trip Flip, was, was a, a, a comedy of errors. Yeah. Because we had no, we never... I bet she hated you. Like, when you came out there for the nude uh, thing, I bet she started to hate you. I think there was no way. Like, I, I, in my head, I was like, this can't do anything but good. He's going to look like he's hung like a horse yeah. compared to me. <laughs> sure. I'm fat. I'm overweight. But I guess it is aggressive to come out and show someone your dick. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Especially, that's what we learned with the yeah, Me Too. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I especially think so. a circumcised one when she's only used to uncircumcised. Dude, we, yeah, we should have definitely cast that show differently. You guys keep in touch? No, no, no. No, I couldn't even tell you where they are. Yeah. I don't even know where they live. Um, but like, so so what, go through the Broken Lizard team, and, yeah. if you can, and say the strengths or what what you feel like their thing on set is. Mm, this is a hard-hitting question. Wow. We okay. haven't been asked this question. For That's real? a good one. That's a good one. That's Ooh. a good one. I mean, uh, yeah. yeah. Have we been asked this question before? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. Let's see. What do they bring to the table? Yeah. Okay. Who should we start with? Well, Chandra Sekar okay. uh, is the director. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he's, from the time we started with him to now, I mean, he's directed like like 100-something episodes of television. You know, big TV shows, you know, like Community. Two and Yeah. And, and, and all kind of, just week to week, that's what he does. And yeah. So you can see it, like when he comes onto the set now, he, he has a more kind of commanding presence. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he knows what he's doing. His experience, and so I, f I feel like that's a good thing to bring to the table when we're fucking around and when we have all these outsiders that you have to impress a little bit, you know. Yeah, I mean, it used to be, you know, he would show up on the set, and he wouldn't tell us what he was doing, and so we'd be nervous. We're like, "Are you gonna do the thing?" Or he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna do the thing." Are you gonna do the thing? Yeah, I'm gonna do the thing. And then he wouldn't do the thing. And you're like, "Oh fuck, we we don't have the thing." Right. And so, but now he'll actually tell us what he's planning on doing and we're like you need to do the thing and he's like okay I, okay right 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 so it's good i mean but like look it took a while for him to improve his communication with yeah. us and and uh and he knows like and we've learned also like it used to be in the early days we would all bombard him with shit like we'd be coming from all sides like you gotta do this you gotta do this and now we get on the same page and then we say yeah. what we're what we're thinking to him he's also good with pacing like he's good like keeping the things rolling you know when the comedy gets very pausey then it's it's not going to work in the editing room, you know. Well, so he's you good. Know. He's boiled down his his direction. Like his direction now has to do with speed. He's like, do it faster, do it faster, right? Do it slower, <laughs> not that fast. Do it slower. <laughs> Which actually, you know, it's like you you learn that from talking to some of the great actors, like Brian Cox, who's like, I do one at the pace I want to do it. I do a slow take. I do a fast take. Then we got it. Really? And yeah. Pick, pick the one you want in the editing room. It's, that's so interesting. You say that every video that i've ever shot that has gone gotten big responses is me talking fast and rattling off a bunch of crazy like like just almost like braggadocious like almost like pro wrestling promos yeah and the all like i remember i did one sitting in this door about about me partying and working out and it was just nothing it was nothing and but for some reason i want i was like i wonder if it's the pacing of that that people respond to or they find funny. I think yeah. they do. You know, it's like, I, I don't think you've gotten to the scene in the, in the Mountie section, but, but it's in the trailer. There's a scene where we like do rapid fire French 
Well, it's not really French, but no, uh, I, saw, yeah. I saw it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Eau de toilette. Yeah, Yeah, so like, uh, but that, like, I go on a run <laughs> of uh, of French there, and that's what like a lot of people are coming up to me now, being like, "Holy shit, that fucking French run you do!" And it's like, I guess like people do like to see somebody rattle off a lot of information in one shot. But it's also just rhythm. It's like the rhythm of, of comedy. Like even when you're doing stand up, you know, it's like you want to keep it. The, the if it's slow and and pausey, no one's gonna give a shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so so Paul Soder, I like to me Paul Soder's he's like the Roberto Benini of our group. Like he's uh, he's like he's got uh, he's the, got an old time comedy. Yeah, like the, like vaudeville slapstick schlock horror. You know, like he's got that like a a a good wholesome kind of sensibility, and he like he likes goofy stuff. Yeah, but I think he's also a genius. Like he's a he's a I think he's the best actor in the group. Yeah, and also like he comes up with just like fucking great random stuff. And sometimes you just, you know, like all of us, you need to like shape it. We're like, that's a little too goofy. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's the way he goes. But that's, that, I always, I, I think of him as, as Benini at the Oscars when he's like going, when he was going Climbing out of chairs and shit. Yeah. Yeah. God, yeah. What, yeah, what happened to Benini? I don't know. He's back in Italy, I guess. I guess, I guess if this isn't your country, why would you just yeah, hang he, out here? He had his sure. moment in the sun. Yeah. You could totally just be famous cut, in your cut hometown. Cut to Benini in, in Italy, like having like a menage a seven, like <laughs> him and six girls. He's like, and life is beautiful. No, yeah. uh, All right, Stolhansky. Oh, Stolhansky, he, he, he brings that kind of like earnest Midwestern guy type quality to this yeah. thing. You know what I mean? Like a... Like a like a straight laced down to earth guy that people connect with, I feel. But like. with a with a underneath that is a wicked sense of humor. Yeah, yeah. and I think it's good. like he's uh, he's got a prosthetic leg, and so he he is that guy. But like when we were in college and stuff, like he used to fuck with people. Like uh, like when we had in our fraternity when he had pledges, like he would be like, you know how much our fraternity means to me, and he'd like like fire a nail gun into his leg and like the the pledges would all vomit you know like that kind of thing yeah, i mean really sure. like like he would he put out cigars in his leg and stuff like that yeah after dinner he'd be like leg chugs in my room after dinner and like you'd go he'd have all how did he lose his leg uh well and that was he'd fuck with people yeah. everybody would be like how do you lose your leg he's like i got hit by a bus yeah. i lost it to an alligator you know like that kind of shit so he's got a good <laughs> sense of humor like that my buddy pete lost his eye and never like but by the way i don't even we don't even know if he did or if they were <laughs> fucking with us mm -hmm. like yeah pete has one eye that is he's his glass eye or something? Is, uh, yeah and you t I, I i he's a professor now at penn state and i still to this day i don't know if that's true but he always held it like it was like one of those things where he was like yeah yeah i did lose an eye and you're like how did you lose it and he's like i don't want to get into it and then he'd give you like nine different ways that he lost it one eyed purple peter eater is his nickname yeah yeah and and because the truth is the actual story is kind of boring like with stolhansky it's like he was born was born and they had way. a choice you know you could risk it the parents are like okay let's let's take it and we'll save the knee joint that's the that's the story <laughs> yeah but it's not good yeah that's not good that's enough. not good and it's sad oh, yeah. it's a sad story yeah. it's a sad story yeah why wouldn't you it was a good we're still waiting for him to let us do something really big in one of the movies that yeah that, that like he, he won't let us do it we yet. wrote a movie we wrote uh one movie where we played uh, yachtsman, right? Who got uh, hijacked by Somali Somali pirates? Yeah, and we were in, imprisoned in, in in fucking Mogadishu, and like uh, I think they took his leg yeah. in that one. They they took off his leg. Right. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's one of the best scenes in Black Sails. I might be the only one that ever watched Black Sails, <laughs> but when they took off, uh, 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 what's his name, the pirate's leg, uh, uh, Blackbeard. 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 When they took off Blackbeard's leg, because you. 
It was a, that movie. That TV show was so fucking great. You didn't see it coming. Can I tell you something? Yeah. I just threw out the only. I don't. I've never seen that show. I threw out the only pirate name I could think of at the moment, which was Blackbeard, and that's the name of the fucking lead character. I think Blackbeard. So. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it's from. Oh, you ever see? No, what's uh? Yeah, it's Blackbeard. That shit wouldn't fly. <laughs> that shit wouldn't fly at a broken lizard meeting. We'd be like, no, come on, we gotta do better than Blackbeard. <laughs> <laughs> so then, so then, what are you guys' strengths? Well, I mean, come on. Kevin is our funny fat guy. Oh. And you need Everyone one of those. One? You can't. We couldn't have done you it. Could, you, I don't know if you could do it without. You like, cannot. You, there's just so. And you're all. And I'm like, I was trying to break it down. I was like, is the strength of Farver. He is the he is the receptacle receptacle for every joke. Well, he's he's almost he is an asshole like he. But he gives it as good as he gets it, and he doesn't really cry about it when, nor does he acknowledge it when people are like, "You're a fucking asshole." He's he's like, "Yeah, get used to it, baby." Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, he's got some great. You know, his first line to you know Manuel Shrieky is a, is an instant classic. Yeah. You know, he's staring. Oh, he's staring at her bosoms. God, yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, how do you guys? How do you guys come up with these lines? Is it just stuff you've heard, or like like so many of those lines throughout this movie are just like. They're just like, oh, that I want to put that into my lexicon and start saying that. We can't. I mean, we're not going to say what the line is, but it's like we were. It was one of those things. I bet you know the guy. We were at a comedy club, and uh, this guy, he he was uh, he an was old timer, an old timer, and, and an opener. And he, like, when we were up in the green room, he popped that line out to us, and like Kevin and I just like kind of looked at each other for a second, and as soon as he like when he left, the second the door shut. We were like, oh, yeah, you know, there's a farm using that line. God, that's great. Uh, But, you know, look, there's like you you need. I mean, so you like Belushi and John Candy and Chris Farley. Like there's a saying in Hollywood. Fat is funny and funny (laughs) is money. Tom Segura is a fucking proof in the pudding. That fat fucking piece of shit. Yeah. Thought he's thin now. No, no. He's gained it all back. Um, (laughs) Have you? Yeah, I'm putting a lot of it back. It Uh, comes back fast, don't it? Man, I got to get. I got to get back running because I can feel it. I can feel what's happening is I'm partying really fucking hard on Sundays. Yeah. Because Sunday's my day off. Right. And so I fly on Sundays and then we have a party that Sunday night. Where? Like at your house? Yeah. Yeah. I fly in and we all, I will have a party at my house with like friends and kids. And then I will be very hungover Monday, not work out Monday. And if I can not drink Monday night, I'm so good for the week. Right. But then in the case like last night, Bobby, I went to Bobby Lee's house and we had a really great, like we walk, we are, we had a meeting over at UTA and then we came back over the hill and my wife's like, our kids are over at our friend's house. We get to our friend's house and our friends were like, Hey, do you want to walk over to the bar next door and leave the kids here? And we're like, fuck yeah. And then I'm like, I guess I'm fucking drinking. Yeah. So when you hang out with Bobby Lee, do you guys just get naked? Uh, <laughs> close come off. Close. It was close. Uh, we, I think we're going to be doing a sprint triathlon. Okay. Uh, me and him and, naked? His, and his girlfriend. No, no, but uh, he I guarantee we'll be in a lot of low rise speedos. <laughs> does Bobby. Okay. So he owns clothes. He does. But <laughs> bizarre ones. Okay. Right. Like Underwear? last night he was wearing uh, sweatpants up to his belly and his shirt tucked into his sweatpants. <laughs> with no underwear. No underwear. No underwear. <laughs> he gets more Asian as he gets older. Have you noticed? I think all Asian people get more Asian as they get older. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> so do you, do you guys have like a policing system on yourself for political correctness? Like, do you find 
that like I would I would assume this is probably racist to me even saying this, but I would assume Jay would be a good sounding board because he's a person of color to go. I think that might be too far. He's actually a terrible sounding board for that. I think. Yeah. For real? I think, I think so. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, like, he didn't want to do that French scene because he thought it was offensive to French people because we neither of us actually spoke French. And so, like, there's kind of like a, a French runner that we had to put into the movie just to, like, kind of, like explain how it is that we could do French accents. So, yeah, he doesn't... He's but you to five guys, you can, you, you can find the guys who can... Everyone's got a comment or a thought on how far to go and how far not to go. And, but I think we do make a conscious effort in the sense, like... We, our audience is made up of such a broad group of people. You know, yeah. it's like we have huge fans who are cops and the military and all that stuff. And at the same time, we have huge fans who are stoners and whatever it is. And they come together and they watch the movie together and they laugh, you know. So it's like we definitely make a conscious effort not to try to offend one side or the other side. I find it interesting that accents are now offensive. Yeah. Sure, the French Canadian. Well, even, well, you know. we have Yeah, somebody said that to us. But I, I don't buy that. I think... Well, they no, they said the you know obviously the whole thing with Apu. I don't know yeah. if you follow. Yeah, that. I was just reading that. Which is, uh, like, in a weird way, I can see that. I can see a white guy doing an Indian accent. I can see yeah the offense drawn from it. I I, I find it. I find an Indian accent like that more hacky than I do funny. Mm -hmm. Like sure. I just don't find it funny. Like I don't. I don't go. Oh yeah, they all sound like because I think I know too many Indian people where I go. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of them actually. Yeah, yeah. First generation maybe or like a direct immigrant maybe. Yeah. But, but this, first generation just sounds like a regular person. But still, the funniest Indian accent I hear is when Chandrasekhar does the Indian. Accent. Well, that's the, and that's it's the, the thing. funniest one because it's like there's an authenticity to it. There's like a yeah. Russell a Peters. Experience. Russell Peters does an Indian accent of his dad, which I guess I can't do. Oh, but. I can i don't give a you fuck. can do it yeah. yeah he goes uh you're gonna get the hurt real bad like <laughs> and it's just the idea of fucking up the language enough but his dad's a master linguist yeah but yeah. fucking up the language just enough to make like and i find it uh, the authenticity of, of yeah, it yeah. Is what i find yeah yeah and yeah. no, i think it's fine i think it's you know i think the line is when you're using it to make fun of the person as opposed to like, say, like the situation i used to do i used to do a bit about asians and i go in the asian guy i'm not going to do the racist accent because I, I do find it i do I, I do find it punching down although i don't look at people as up and down technically yeah but i do find that if i was to do a rate an asian accent and just go you know whatever that i find that i guess that's just offensive well sure. because if you're not asian you can't actually make fun of all the nuances anyway it's like a white guy will just do the r's and the l's yeah and you know and call it a day whereas like if you like i remember like what was it, An angela johnson that comedian okay that's she, a really interesting subject because <laughs> i do i i was i wondered when i first saw that yeah i was like oh she's in trouble like because you're just making fun of a vietnamese person yeah and then she then her next character was a black person and i was like okay and i was like oh but i found it funny because i was like yeah that she's really nailing the accent yeah, she's really hitting it out of the park. But I always wondered how, how come, how did she avoid getting a target of like you are just a racist? Because she's uh, Vietnamese and black. What? Yeah, I mean, she. We're talking about this. Like, like she did that whole routine about yeah. like the getting the nails done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like, or at least I think she is anyway. No, Angela Johnson. I don't think is she is Mexican. She is. Yeah. yeah. Oh shit! Well, I bought yeah. her. I bought her whole thing. That's why you didn't find it. Wait, hold on, hold on. Angela Johnson's Viet. Hang on one second. Oh, 
Oh shit! I just oh no. I don't think that's I don't think that's true. I think she's part. Really? Oh, I'm googling this right now. Yeah, ask, Alexa. Alexa. Who's Angela Johnson? For doing a racist impression, they really took that far. Yeah. Wow, I didn't expect uh, they that. They killed her. Yeah, holy shit. Hang on, I'm typing it in. Uh, no, but it's like it's like Kevin's talking about. Like when when Jay does it. By the way, can I tell you how racist I am right now? Yeah, I'm assuming she's Mexican because she was a Raiders cheerleader. Sure, that's sure. the only reason I'm thinking. I thought me. she was Hispanic though. I did think she was Hispanic. Mexican and Native American. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And Native okay. American, so Native American too. Okay, but that's why we, we I mean, we specifically <laughs> hired. Maybe we should delete that chunk. <laughs> no, fucking. I, I like Angela Johnson. I got nothing against her. Yeah. I just always found it odd that, like, she kind of dodged the bullet on that one because, because that is like it is it is a it is a place where I don't find offense, but I know that people do. Yeah. You know, like, and I know that, like, when I was doing my special, I had a, a line in there that my buddy Tony, who's who oddly enough kind of looks like Jay, but uh, is Cuban, was like right right before taping, was like, I've always had a problem with this line you say about this Asian kid. Can we change it? Is that going to kill you? And I was like, by the way, I grew up with this guy. Yeah. yeah. I've said horrible shit to him and he said, <laughs> said horrible shit to me. Yeah. I don't yeah. think I've ever introduced him to anyone other than Antonio Hernandez from Tampa Highlight. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, I know now is racist and I do that. But uh, Yeah, you're but, very racist. But um, I'm Hispanic, you know, Bert. Are you really? And I'm offended by that. Wait, yeah. you are not. I am. I thought you were French. Uh, no, no. My, my father is from Argentina. Are you serious? Yeah. And my mother's uh, born in America, but her mother was uh, Puerto Rican and her father was French. So there is some French in there. Shut the fuck up. Do you speak Spanish? I do. But that's how I'm allowed to do like the Spanish. He does all the Spanish jokes. Yeah. Oh, God, I wish I was something. I'm British and Irish. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I am what they call an oppressor. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I just got my 23 and me back. Yeah. You're whitey. You're whitey. I am a hardcore whitey. Yeah. Yeah. That's why you let Lemmy do those jokes or Farva does those jokes and then you'll be okay. Sure. Yeah. If you've got a character that's basically an assumed racist. You just give him those sure. jokes. Dude, one of my favorite auditions ever was for it was for the WB, and it was an improv show where they were following the election of a mayor, and I was his uh, counsel or whatever, you know, like, uh, mm-hmm. and I and I chose to take the play, the guy racist. I chose to make <laughs> him racist, and I was killing it. Yeah. In yeah. the audition. In the audition. Okay. Very racist. But I was making every white guy laugh and the two people of color in the room were not laughing. Sure. And I was like, but I was like, yeah, but this is a, I'm doing a character, but I think they probably were like, this is really close to home. And I was like, it's not, <laughs> but it's a character. It's funny that a character would like, especially if you're telling, talking to a mayor going like, listen, don't worry about the fucking brown people. You know, like they're right. not going to vote anyway. That's not their people. Like, right. and just because that, you know, that guy exists in politics. Yeah. Sure. And that guy's all over the fucking place, but right. I didn't get it. <laughs> I, you know, it's, I think it's, uh, you were, you were touching on it. Like, like I grew up in New York city and my group of friends was one of everybody. Yeah. And we just, when we were in high school, we would just rip on each other. And yeah. like, we'd make fun. Like they called me the spick and like they would make, you know, like, every every slur they could think of was me and but it's like we I had one friend who was like half black half japanese we had you know a korean jewish guy and like and tons of jewish whatever so it's like it was never there's no, never anything malicious about it and so it was never anything i i considered but i think that the majority of people don't have that and so like they are sensitive about things like that i mean obviously yeah. 
you, you can't you can't really just in this day and age just make fun of somebody else if you're not one of them did you find that in 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 the making of this movie today versus where you made it in the first place did you feel like you had more reins on you or less reins on you um I, probably a little bit more just because you know we know more now but we still made the same jokes you know we had a runner in the first movie about how no one knows what nationality jay is you know they thought he was mexican they thought he was whatever and then that, that was going through this one i yeah, like that we replayed, i love that. we replayed that joke here dude uh who's the who's the when you guys are at the very beginning you guys are going somewhere and you go through customs yeah that, that older actor yeah. yeah he's amazing yeah he really can we is he in the uh, can we say who that is I, I can't remember if he's in a trailer or anything like that he, i don't know if he's in the trailer he, he, it's a cam it's a he's a cameo he's uh, is someone is he famous yes he oh he's amazing I, did, yeah. I, I didn't recognize who it was he's a he's a famous canadian i guess we could say right actor can we say it yeah. i don't think it's a huge spoiler yeah. uh bruce mcculloch and he's one of the kids in the hall oh my god yeah, yeah. And so, oh fuck yeah that's why i liked him yeah, yeah. and then oh, the idea was shit. he's welcoming us into canada because he's one of the most famous canadian we should have put it in parentheses. Sketch comedians. Yeah. yeah. Uh, c- he destroyed that scene. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, he's great. Destroyed that scene. The funny thing is, is that like we wanted him to play up his, his Canadian accent. And he, he told us he spent years trying to get rid of it to make it in the United States. And so like he actually couldn't do a lot of the Canadian accents. So we were just like, we're hammering this guy. We're like, no, you have to say sorry, 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 sorry. So sorry. <laughs> yeah, he couldn't do it. But I mean, he, he got it. We got it from him. He was, yeah. That was a, such a great scene. Yeah, he was awesome. He was great. I mean, that was one of those things where I was lucky to be able to get a guy to come and do that little part who was a guy that we all loved, you know? So what's, what scene did you guys uh, write, shoot, and you were like, that was better than we expected? And what scene did you write, shoot, and you're like, I don't think we nailed that? I mean, the, the Danny DeVito thing is the one where we're like, from the, the, the seed of it to where it fit, ended up, like we were skeptical. Like we, we thought it was just a, a, a late night riff. Oh. and then put it in you know we were all skeptical the day of in the editing room we were like no way this is going to make the final cut anyway but you know put it together and 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 you know see throw it against the wall see what sticks and then it's like testing in front of the audience it's like holy shit okay it's actually a great fucking scene yeah, yeah. maybe the best scene in the, in the yeah. movie oh it's so fu- it's so fucking funny yeah, yeah and good. what was the scene where you were like i don't know if we ever really nailed that some of those end up on the uh on the cutting room floor, right? Yeah, those. Oh, I guess you. I guess you don't have to. You don't have to be married to a scene that didn't. You didn't kill it. I got, no, I, in my head, I'm like, well, you just everything you shot is what you used. Yeah, no. Yeah, I mean, there's stuff. There's a lot of chunks of things, you know, like things that maybe just go on too long. Like the guest that wouldn't leave. You're just like, okay, it's run its course. Yeah. I mean, there were a lot of those scenes where we were standing around in the station, and this, you know. And the scene goes on forever because everyone has their moment in the sun. And then you get in the edit room, and you're like, ah, oh, we really don't need that piece. You know, she'll take a whole chunk out. Do you have someone sit? Does how does it get the edit, editing process go? Do you guys all have a look at it? Do you guys all? Do, are some of you guys like hands off, or do you have like an editor? Like for for like an hour special, you give an editor the first run of it. He watches all the footage and he just pieces it together. Yeah, and then we sit back and go. Oh, I actually I always saw that coming from the front. I always saw yep. that, and then you go. I like. Can we work with the beginning and the outro? Is all I ever fuck with. Yeah, yeah. But is how do you guys do that? The editing process. There's an editor, and uh, <clears throat> they start cutting on day one. You know, you, they start getting the footage immediately while you're oh, shooting. Oh, so they're cu- oh, that's yeah. called dailies. That's right. Yeah. yeah, and so they they cut so that you know if you miss something while you're still shooting, you could potentially go back and get it again. Oh, Jesus. So like, like, holy shit, we don't have a shot of him grabbing that cup right there all of a sudden in his hand. <laughs> but then it's all for naught. 
because then what happens is Jay and Kevin then go in there, and, and Kevin is like, he's a supercomputer. He watches every single frame of footage that we have shot, and he logs it all. I guarantee you, like, Steven Spielberg doesn't do that. <laughs> For real? <laughs> yeah. I just It makes it faster in my mind to be sitting there and going... You, you've probably done it when you watch your stand-up special. And you're like, I know in the other show I was funnier at that joke or oh, that you, line. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And so like I, you sit there and you're like, oh, take four. There's a funnier thing that Lemmy does. We should we should be using that take instead. So the editor, they'll piece his own together. And then the way we do it is Jay and I go in there. And then you just sit there for weeks with the with the editor just going piece by piece we work and stuff taking stuff out put it in then you start showing to some friends and stuff and seeing people are laughing and so showing it to like 100 people or 80 people and finding out like the pacing and where the joke's not working and then you just keep working it you just keep working it i always found that like uh like i in my limited filmmaking experience has been doing a daily vlog I, I got bored at travel channel and i wanted to make my own thing and put it out and i wanted to be i wanted to shoot it and i wanted to edit it and i wanted to put it out and i wanted to make a product yeah. and, and see the response it was getting and uh i always found that you'd edit it and you'd watch it and you'd love it but then when you watch it with other people you'd be like oh hold on i can just skip we don't need any of this sure yeah. like when you watch someone else watch your stuff and you feel it lag you're like oh, okay that's why that's the greatest tool because yeah, you fall in love with your own stuff or whatever it is, but you never know if you show the audience. And it's that exact feeling in your chest that you get. It's like, oh, we can speed through this part. This yeah. is not, yeah. this is dead right here. Well, that's like, that's, you never have that feeling uh, just sitting alone watching it. And it's, and it's necessary, especially when you're attached to something that you're doing, which we all have. Like, you know, there is, there's a run in the movie, like Jay was really adamant about wanting to do this whole Chicago Bears uh, riff because he wanted this thing to become beloved in the city of Chicago and <laughs> on the day we were like holy fucking shit let's not do this thing and in the editing we're like this fucking sucks and he and Jay are fighting about it we're watching it you know like we get we watch the like the the rough cut to get fresh eyes on it we're like that fucking sucks <laughs> and he's like making the case for it and then you start to scream in front of the people yeah. and it's like the movie's humming. It's humming and it's humming. Then you get to the Chicago Bears thing, and it's like sixty seconds, which seems like a fucking year. Yeah. And you just you just look over at Chandra Sekar, and you see him each progressive screening. Really, after the second. The funny one, thing was, there's was like three dudes from Chicago who were sitting in that friends group watching it, and they didn't like the Chicago thing. Yeah. So they're like, hey, you should take that out. <laughs> yeah. And finally, well, and that's, that's the thing too. It's like because we're watching it in the editing room, like at first pass, and so that means there's like eleven dudes in there, <laughs> and you're smoking some weed and you're drinking some beers, and it's like. And everyone's nervous. It's already tense. It's already going to be a tight, a tight viewing of the movie. And then that thing happens. And like, if it's you that's up there and you're not getting laughs, like you fucking feel that right in the <laughs> core of your soul. Oh, I don't know if I could get high and watch myself. It's, I might lose my mind. It's freaky. <laughs> that's it's freaky. So, are you doing that in an editing bay or a screening room? It's or? in the editing bay. That first, yeah. that first viewing. Yeah, and then we'll move into like a screening room with like, you know, forty people, eighty people, and just get the pacing of. You know, where people are laughing or not laughing. And sometimes you don't even realize it, but the audience starts laughing at a joke and then you miss the next joke. And so you will you can go in and put space between the jokes so that the, the laughter falls. But you I've won't know yeah. that until you have an audience. I've only written one joke, one thing in, a, in like a film. I shot these two shorts. To promote that, I shot two shorts. Um, and one... What were they? Oh... <laughs> One was about this kid needing life advice and his parents didn't know how to give it to him, so they hire me to come in like the wolf mm -hmm. and give the kid life advice. 
<clears throat> and it was funny because it was me talking really aggressively to a child. By the way, I definitely had the child in the shot. Like, I, <laughs> and I think that creeped people out. Like, yeah. I was talking about finger fucking, and, and it is a child. Yeah. And so uh, I think that lost. Like, it's nice to go, oh, the kid probably wasn't there. But you're like, no, the kid's in the fucking room. Yeah. And I thought that was edgy. The o and that didn't work. The only short, only thing I ever wrote that got a laugh, which probably is hacky, I'm, I know has been done since, but uh, we had this guy, this kid. These kids are throwing a party next door. I go next door and uh, ask them to quiet down, and they won't quiet down. So I decide to party them under the table. Mm hmm and so we're, we do uh, anal chugs, and we're all f just getting hammered. And then one of the kids passes out, and we all come with markers. And we go to write on him, and when we pull back, it's a, now a black guy. Uh -huh. And uh, that was the only thing that I've ever had the idea, wrote it, shot it, and, some, and watched someone go, oh, that's good. And you're right. like... I was like, out of all the shit I shot, that's it. But you do that on your specials, though. I mean, essentially, that's what you're doing in your specials. Right? Yeah, but I don't know. It's really it, I can't express enough how hard it is to translate what you guys do on paper to film is so difficult. It's so much harder. But you don't than think just, it's the same? Like you know, no, it's not. At all. I watched your last special or the last special that you had out. I loved it. Oh, thanks. And it's the story of like that story about your daughter being in the in the special group or whatever it was yeah, yeah, in yeah, school. Yeah. It's such a great fucking story, and that's a, that's just a written story that yeah, but you it, wrote. And it couldn't be, it wouldn't be funny, and it wouldn't be funny if you shot it. Sure, it could be, or, or sure at least let be. me just say I don't know if I could make it. Like I just wrote a, I just wrote a pilot uh, that I told you we're going to shoot in yeah. like six weeks. I'll, I definitely will talk to you guys about this afterwards. But uh, my buddy Tony Hernandez yeah. uh, was like, "Fuck it, let's just shoot it." He goes, "I think it's funny. Let's just shoot it. I'll pay for it." And so I was like, "All right." And he's like, let's just put it out. Let's just shoot it, put it out, and your fans will love it. Yeah. And and you know what? We'll probably get another project from that because people will like it. It'll be a good calling card. Let's shoot it. And I was like, okay. And then I start going, hold on. If we're going to shoot something, maybe is this the one? Like, like I start, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I start yeah. panicking going like, right, right. are these jokes any good? Is this funny just to me? Well, I think, sure. you know, it's like you have to, you have to have a few misses and a few of those things that you're like, oh, I crossed the line on that or whatever it is to have that to get that sort of perspective of like, I do have to think, we do have to think about what we're putting out here, you know? And for sure we, I mean, we doubt stuff, but I guess, again, it's because we have five guys and we like, we're so, it's, but it's also, there's that point where you realize you don't need to be so precious. You yeah. know what I mean? And it goes back to what you're talking about. It's like, you should just make shit. You should make stuff and put it out there yeah. and not get precious about it. You know what I mean? I was like that with my pod, my first podcast I did, I recorded six times. <laughs> I did six different first podcasts. Really? And never released them. And, and Segura came over and he said, he called me, he said, we're coming over Easter. We're going to put your first podcast out. And I was like, hold on. He's like, you have the equipment, right? I said, I got everything. He goes, okay. And he just walked in. He with Joey Diaz and my dad. And he just hit record. And he goes, just don't stop. And now you have a podcast. Right. And it wasn't perfect. Like I, and, But it was great. And then I've gotten better at it. And I was like, oh, yeah, you just got to start making shit. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the beauty of it. And if you overthink it, then, you know. If you over, it's the, what is it, paralysis by over analysis? Yeah. Is that? Yeah. Paralysis by analysis. Or yeah. the one I said the other day. It's the, uh, the enemy of good is perfect. Oh, yeah. That shit was deep. You blew my mind right. that day. Yeah. You don't per have to get perfect. Yeah. Perfection isn't always good or something. something <laughs> yeah. Oh, like I'm that. a hardcore perfectionist. Yeah. No, but listen, this, the, that's something that's happened it, within our group. I think there are, you know, we have different personalities. There are some guys who are like, 
they're paralyzed by worrying about how things are going to turn out. And you're like, just stop. Like, let's just on the date, we'll just shoot a million things. We'll improvise some stuff. We'll, we'll fuck around. We'll, we'll keep rewriting some things. We'll have alternate lines of dialogue. We're like having confidence and let's just go out there and do it. I mean, that's what we do. And if it doesn't work, then you fucking take it out. Like it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Then do you, do you guys own uh, the outtakes? Do you, what do you own of this movie? Uh, Uh, Nothing. Nothing. Not a nothing. thing. We sold. I mean, we sold it to Fox. I mean, Fox. So it's their product. It. Yeah. The only thing we actually own from Super Troopers is the character Johnny Chimpo, which is from the first movie, the drug monkey. <laughs> really? uh, yeah, that's the only thing we don't own. The characters. We don't own the names. You don't the own the characters. No. no. That's that was why it was so hard to get this movie done. Is because they owned it and we had to go through them. Because I, I was like, I was like, Farver needs a fucking Instagram page. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we care. could do, you know what, it's it's called uh, KevinHeffernan.com. I mean, he, I don't know if you know. I, I saw, it is. I, it is I saw the promo on Super Troopers. Yeah. yeah. I saw some of the promos, but what I loved, what I love is that the way media is going today with these one minute viral Instagram clips is there's so much opportunity, so much of the outtakes outtakes could be on the instagram page at once the movie premieres yeah and really drive eyes to it because it's it's what i I used to love in the dvd extras yeah i mean the dvd extras of vince vaughn and john favreau and made did you ever see the yes yep vince vaughn is it's the reason i'm in love with that guy yeah is those extras yeah he was so fucking funny in the extras in the outtakes Yeah. yeah that i was like Oh, dude, this is this is my guy. Well, that's that's like that's the way I felt watching Danny McBride and Foot Fist Way. Yeah, you know, like I Can mean, I tell you, I didn't like Foot Fist Way. I really, I I, I liked I, it. I, I felt I felt he was doing a, a ripoff of the Farva character. Yeah, but then like so, I felt that a tad bit too when I first saw Foot. I felt, saw Foot Fist Way well after it came out, but when I saw it, I went, "Yeah, I know the character." Yeah, and then when he did, uh, Dan, when he did. Uh, Kenny Powers, I was like, oh, that's a different, that's a different character. Right. I thought it was different than the fir- Foot Fist Way, and definitely different than Farver. Yeah. Yeah, but but it was the outtakes in Foot Fist Way when I saw all the improv takes that then I was like, all right, for, forget that I feel like he's doing what my friend does. Holy shit, this guy's a fucking genius at improv. Like he was, he's improving circles around everybody else in the scene and, and owning them, and it actually works for the character. That was it. Was the outtakes where I was like, I think I, I like this guy. Can I find that online? Do you think it's got to be online? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I you know, I'm 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 a DVD guy. So <laughs> you, still, you still do DVDs? Oh, I do. I mean, I have a shitload of DVD. I like ownership. I like to hold something <laughs> tangible in my. Nah, I don't. I don't. I mean, I don't buy new DVDs. Sure, get rid of them all, bro. Yeah. We have like, good outtakes in uh, Super Troopers too. You get I to the bet. end of it, we have some good shit in the in the. Credits. Oh, it, is it? But it's not in the cut. I have. It probably will. It probably is. But it's at the such end. A, end. Yeah. It's such a distracting fucking cut. Like it's I love, uh, whoever. Thank you, Sue. Whoever sent it to me, but there's time code up top, yeah, okay. and then my name's, Your name's water on printed it. in it. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like I'm like, oh come on! Like I want to just watch the movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, that, Sorry about that. No, that's okay. I'm really it's happy to watch it. My wife here. was leaving as I was starting to watch it. She's like, "Are you watching this without me?" And I was like, "Yeah. I'm. This isn't like a party. <laughs> I'm this work. Is work. This is work. I'm working. Um, yeah. The, I, I I feel so. So when you get done. You edit it. Yeah. Is there like a point where you're like, all right, hands off. No one touches this anymore. Well, it's more like the money runs out, right? So the money uh, runs out and they uh, close uh. the edit room and then you know there's nothing else you can do, right? Really? Yeah. And so we had the editing room and the, and the editor hired up to a certain point. And so you get to that point 
and essentially you have to stop at some point. You could fuck around with it forever. You could tinker with it forever, with it nonstop. But you have to stop. But the the painful thing is this: that we stopped, and this was back. We had our last big test screening. We we're down in Orange County to 400 people. It was great. We made final cuts, and then we locked it and we handed it. And then you then you do the sound mix at the end, which locks the picture because they marry the sound of the picture, and there's nothing you can change after that, or else the sound will be all fucked up. So you're done, right? And so. We showed to Fox, and and they're like, God, we love it, we love it. We think the perfect release date is 420, because it's on a Friday in 2018. So we think that's a great time. That was eight months from when they said that, right? So we're sitting there with a finished product, and we've got eight months until the release of it. And we're like, fuck, that's so far away. It's so far away. And then you just want to wanna change things. But you oh, can't. <laughs> you, yeah. have, you have eight months to change things, but you can't change anything. But now I'll tell you this though, it's like it was excruciating to wait for the four twenty twenty eighteen release date. It was so far away. Now that it's coming, I'm fucking terrified. <laughs> really? <laughs> well, it's like, you know, everything in Hollywood is how you do opening weekend. And so it's just like, holy shit. I mean, we know this. I don't know if you have this, but our our crowd, like, we have a huge stoner contingent. Like for the live shows, they don't fucking buy tickets in advance. They'll show up on the day. Oh. <laughs> but you're just like, oh, it's it's terrifying. It, it, like, if the movie does well opening weekend, we can make Super Troopers 3. We can make Pot Fest. We can, you know, we can pretty much do a lot of things that Another we want to do. If it doesn't do well opening weekend, we're, we're fucked. And so, like, <laughs> that to me is, it's, and we know this, and we've been through this. And in fact, like, we've had some really tough times with our release dates. Like, uh, yeah. you know, like, Club Dread opened up against the Passion of the Christ. <laughs> that sucked. Like that, the Lord oh fucking God. smote us down that day. Hard. Are you nervous that 420s Hitler's birthday and with all the neo-Nazi shit going yeah. on? Yeah, there's some yeah. sort of attack in this country, and then you guys are like, they're like, oh yeah, Super Troopers two came out, but did you hear what happened? Yeah, in fucking Montgomery, and you're like, oh yeah, every yeah. week there's something like, oh we can't, blah blah, because because it's uh. It's Hitler's birthday. I think it's Columbine. It's the, it's the reunion, you know, the anniversary yeah. of Columbine. They do a reunion. A reunion here. Yeah. No, it's the anniversary of Columbine. <laughs> and then, visit. so it's like, there's always there's always some fucked up. Well, we were like, I mean, shit. we were in, we were in Denver for the Aurora shooting. I mean, we we had yeah. live shows, but that you know that like the good folks over at Warner Brothers were pretty excited about Batman, and then that you know that thing happened. I mean, it's just like, sure. yeah. that's so crazy that that's what our Ralphie May had a great uh, analogy. When my that special came out and he's like, "Pray for a snowstorm," I was like, "What?" And he goes, "Snowstorm and your ratings are through the roof." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, everyone's sure. inside, nothing's really tragic, but yeah. you can't go anywhere. What's on TV? Yeah, it's yeah. A, yeah. So how how does this work now? Does it what's is it like? Does it is it released in all theaters or in like sm just a few cities or like? No, it's I, going wide. Yeah, yeah. They're they're what are they twenty five hundred now, right? Twenty five hundred theaters. Yeah, like twenty five hundred yeah. theaters yeah. is a lot. Yeah. Okay, let's good. do the math. Of this twenty five hundred theaters. How much money? This is a game I don't ever enjoy <laughs> playing anymore. I used to enjoy playing this game. Really? Well, you got burned. What's well, because like on Super Tours, they're like, "What do you think it's going to make?" Like I'm on video going like, "I think we're going to make a hundred million dollars," you know, and like, uh, what did Super Troopers one make in the box office? It made what uh, 20? 20. 20 million. Yeah. Is a lot. and then it made a shitload on DVD. I mean, it made a as much as any you know any Fox movie it made on DVD. Yeah. But. So let's let's go through numbers of what you'll be happy with. <laughs> okay. What I mean, other movies paying come out? the investors back? You should play this game with Jamie because I don't want to. I don't want to play it. <laughs> Jamie, what's a good? What's a good? I always love six and nine in numbers. Yeah. <laughs> the good. Sixty-nine million. Sixty-nine million. Ninety-six million. Ninety-six million. Sure. Sixty-nine million. Yeah. Six hundred and ninety-six million dollars. I'll be very happy. Six point nine million. Yeah. yeah. 
I won't be happy with Do that. You, have you calculated <laughs> what the actual like limit potential is? Like I always like uh, it's when you do club deals, it's always right, uh, your guarantee versus potential walkout. Yeah, what's your, what's walkout? your potential walkout? <laughs> God only knows. I don't know. Who knows, man? I don't know. It, it'd be it. You know, like. I I I, well, I here's really the problem, got right? The next weekend, Avengers: Infinity War opens, so that's it. You're done then, man. Then yeah. you're done. Well, you could get some of that <laughs> they, that spillover dollar, like all those sold out <laughs> sure. screenings. People will come. Also, you know, like we're doing something cool on on four nineteen on April nineteenth. We're doing uh, in I think like a thousand theaters. We're doing uh, double features. So at four twenty. Super Troopers one, and then followed by Super Troopers two. That's really cool. Those that did not pan out well for triple the treble feature I went to, mm-hmm. meaning like we were the only ones there. But it was four. It was all three pitch perfects. Okay, but it was the funnest thing I've ever <laughs> a done. A treble feature. A treble feature. All three pitch perfects. And it was. Did you the, bring your kids? No, I just went by myself. Yes, of course I brought my daughters. <laughs> That's so funny. That's the second time I've said that to somebody. And they go, did you bring your kid? Because the way I say it, it's like, I just yeah. went by myself. That'd Bert be a great, loves Pitch Perfect. It'd be a I great Burt Kreischer sighting. Saw Burt Kreischer at the uh, the treble feature. By himself. <laughs> yeah, by alone. himself. Laughing his ass off. Trench coat. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, those double features are funny shit. Yeah, so it's going to be April 19th. A, a thousand different theaters are going to do it. Uh, 420, Super Troopers 1, and then followed up by Super Troopers 2. So that'll, you know, I mean, that'll that'll uh, help because it's a slightly more expensive ticket because you're seeing two movies. I mean, not yeah. like, it's not double the price. It's like five extra dollars. I mean, don't give away your secrets, bro. And you, you want me to like surprise them when they get there? Yeah. It's like a Trojan horse. Like, yeah. Surprise. Yeah. It's $40. Do you, do, you get, do you get insight? Do you get input on the marketing of it? Yeah. Yeah. We've been involved, you know. So that's my, my thing. That's where I'm exhausted in this business. Yeah. It's like my, my special is coming out whenever it's going to come out on Netflix and I so i'm so hands-on with promotion yeah because i've done it all myself yep that i get real almost like like last time i did this i I just had this conversation recently um the last time i did a special this marketing company was like we can help you get ads online and my managers and agents are like with uh, all the best work with them all the best work with them and i was like i think i know more than they know Mm -hmm. and they're like no you don't (laughs) and i paid them three grand a month and they got me no views. They got me no more followers. They got me no profile. Like no, they didn't increase my profile at all, at, yeah. a, at all. Yeah. And then I posted a video. I did it on my own, and it got thirty nine million views. And I was like, ah, eh, you guys can go fuck yourself. Yeah. Never tell me what. Like they're like, uh, so I remember they, we were gonna do. We I it was like a really low level publicist, one that does clubs. By the way. If, if you're listening to this, I apologize. But she was like, she was like, I can really help you get some press for your special. Showtime wasn't giving me any, and and by the way, Netflix won't give me any. Like I'll have to do it on my own. Yeah. And I remember going, I remember thinking, uh, okay, what would you get me on? And they're like, well, our big get would be Conan. And in my head, I was like, I I can get on Conan. Yeah. And they're like, and and if you could get me Joe Rogan's number, I would love. There's a few other guests. I <laughs> and was we like, could well, get you on Joe Rogan. I was like, I'm getting. I can call Joe. I'm not going to give you Joe's number. And then I started going like, Oh my god, what can you do? Yeah. And they're like, I go, Is there anything? Like I had said, Hot Ones was this show that I had seen that I liked. And she's like, I'm not familiar with that. And you're like, Hold on, you don't even know what Hot Ones is. I was like, What about Jesus and Miro? And she's like, ah, What is that? And right. I'm like, Part of me's like, Okay, I I get real obsessive. So like, the marketing of a movie. Yeah, I think I I might lose my mind, especially if it's on 420. I might lose my mind. You know, to so like I think leading up prior to this movie, the best marketing campaign 
that was ever done on one of our movies was on the first Super Troopers by Fox Searchlight. Would you would you agree with that? Yes. And what was done? They just they they cut a great trailer. And and the thing is, for that movie, no one knew who we were. It's like we were just five dudes nobody ever heard in their life. Yeah. You know what I mean? There was not like a trading on any star or any name or any title. It was like boom, and and they cracked through the market and they got us. You know, we did we did like a six good. week tour on a tour bus yeah. with like a shrink. It was like wrapped with the super troopers with our with our poster and like we did free screenings across the country and uh, they sent us to australia for two weeks great trailer you know like i remember being in a, in a in philadelphia like the, the first time that i saw the the tv spot play and there were these college kids at the bar they're like holy shit this is the, this is the thing this is the thing we were telling you about it was, it was mostly the opening scene of the movie but like it's about putting butts in the seats and so anyway so like I think it's a flyer on your head. I dude, he's been two flies. Me. I have two flies in this room that one fucks with me and one fucks with that person. Yeah, okay. take him yeah, down. Yeah, bro. he's all over you. Take yeah. the shit down, bro. He, he's it's just, so hard to kill a fly. <sighs> Come on, guys. Fly uh, but uh, but so I think that that they're doing it. Fox Search is doing a great job on this marketing campaign. Part of it is that like it's not really their cup of tea like they're used to doing films like you know the shape, shape of, of water, water and yeah. uh, three yeah. billboards outside of you know and so like they it, do classy that would be cool if they did the shape of water cast on a tour bus with his shrink wrap sure. yeah in the fish suit <laughs> yeah. yeah that'd be great <laughs> well that's what we were asking when you know we were doing the, the whole like the maple syrup chugs like the, you know you get the francis mcdormand uh, chugging this much shit <laughs> no but so like they they actually they listen to they take our input because I think they want to know what we think is funny and they kick things over to us like you know if you guys can and there's jokes that we don't give away and there's things like that in the marketing like if they make a trailer it's like ah let's not go that far on that joke whatever it is they've been pretty open to that which has been great but then they're the ones I mean like they're, they come up with great ideas the posters they're yeah they're like we, you guys are kind of like a rock and roll band these days with this you've got a cult following and like the reaction to these screenings is like it's so rowdy they're like let's we're gonna go with down a rock and roll road and so like this this poster was on the eagle is is like. You know, I mean, that's like some Judas Priest shit right there, you know, like, yeah. and it's amazing. Like, I look at that poster. I'm like, that's the best poster, not only in our history, but in the history of movie posters. Like, holy shit, what a fucking great image that they put together. Yeah. And but no, that is definitely maddening that kind of that marketing thing. I mean, Netflix, they're, they're tough to, you know, to get your ideas through too, right? Or, well, because they don't market as, well, the, as they're, they don't they have their own way. To. Like, I remember my only experience really was through Segura when he did his first, second special. I was like, hey, man, if you want to come on the podcast, you know, to promote it. And he was like, ah, no, that's not what we do, I guess. He was like, yeah, I don't, I don't think I'm going to do anything. I'll, I'll do Rogan. And that was it. But, but Netflix is a place where people just go to find content. Yeah. yeah. And so it's, and it's, you know, although there is a lot of stand-up, there's a very limited amount of stand-up. It only comes out, like, I think once a week. Yeah. And so like if you're a stand-up fan, you go and scroll through and people find it. Yeah. And so the concept, I think, really is to get as much content as you can on Netflix. And then that'll drive people to find you yeah i mean I'll do, i'm gonna be doing my own stuff but like it you know it's hard to get people to it's it's easier to get people to go to a movie but hard to get people to tune into something like at 11 o'clock on on showtime sure it's, no one fucking tuned in yeah, yeah. well that's certainly now like there's no you don't have to be on any schedule now because that's the beauty go. of that we have a sp uh, stand special on netflix and we had one on comedy central the last of the last two yeah and just more people find the Netflix one, yeah, obviously. Just, and yeah. the goal is then to get them to buy the Comedy Central one and put yeah. that on Netflix. And look, yeah. you know, I mean, you had a Kevin had a conversation with Brian Callen where Callen was just like, you know what, I don't really like. I just believe in putting shit out there. In I, the I, that's where I'm at right now. Yeah, I believe in that because look at what it's done to Brian and Brendan Schaub. Yeah, they just make shit and put it out. Make shit and put it out. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I'm. That's where I'm at. That's why I'm like, fucking the studio is Burt. The production company's Burt. Let's yeah. just Burt make everything. 
every fucking goofy idea I come up with. Let's shoot it and put it out there. Motherfucker. Yeah. And that's great because that, that's when you get angry in this business when you can't get your shit done and you can't get it out there. But if you're going to do it yourself, then you will. Do yeah. you guys have other projects like not like non-scripted projects you're interested in doing? Or do you have any like, like do you guys ever like go, hey, like we should do like a, a show for Travel Channel, like where the five of us go to go to Switzerland for. A, or, do you ever do stuff like that? There's or? there's one we're talking like we're having a, a very very preliminary conversation about that with somebody. Yeah, uh, but an unscripted show. Yeah, an unscripted yeah. show. Unscripted in the you know. It, and then we just shot a pilot. We shot a pilot for a scripted show. Really? Um, for True TV. Oh, that that would you that would be fucking yeah. If that goes, that I think True TV is a fucking great home for you. Well, yeah. and that's the thing is that like you know we're talking about Netflix. I mean, look, I would love to have a show on Netflix, but it's also like you're just lost in Netflix. Like there's no not much marketing and it is that thing. It's like going to the video store. Like I have a thousand things to choose from. True TV has been great because like they don't have that much stuff. No. They're trying to make a name for themselves and they they really kind of put their trust yeah. in us. In comedy. So they, they're really cool. The Impractical Jokers have really fucking killed it. Oh, yeah. There. Those guys. Yeah. Are, they guys are killing it. It's not Madison Square Garden. Those guys. I mean, so, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, so what's the plan for 420? Do you look at your phone? Do you <laughs> like that? Curl the, up into a ball? Yeah. What do you do? We'll be in New York City. Yeah. And yeah. we're going to be walking around to different screenings, which is a tradition that we've which always... Which I think, yeah, it's where we've always been when a movie opens. All of you together? Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. getting high? I think uh, so. 420. Yeah, it depends. We're going to pop into a bunch of screenings. Like, they're they're actually setting it up now. Because we said we'd do it anyway. Now they're yeah. setting it up where we'll go in and say hello, answer some questions, or whatever, get out of there. Just random screening drop-ins, you know? But then... You start, the problem is earlier in the day, you start getting the numbers, you know what I mean? Ooh. And then the numbers come in, it's like, it's like a telethon, you know, like you're watching the numbers. No, and thank like, you. Yeah, and then there's like a, uh, towards the end of that Friday, there's the phone call, where you, you base, they know how you're going to do for the entire weekend. For real? Yeah. Yeah, and so like on Super Troopers 1, we were at the Ace Bar in New York City. Yep. Down on like, what, at 6th or 7th Street and like yeah. Avenue. Yeah, between A and B. A and B, yeah, right. and like. We got the call from Searchlight. They were very happy with the opening, with with the opening night, what the weekend yeah. was going. I mean, it was a movie no, with no stars. And they were on the other hand, I remember getting that Club Dread call on Friday night, and really, being like, it bombed. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, oh no, yeah. yeah, that's the bad call. Yeah, it's a terrible call. Yeah, really? that's why it's a, it's such a shitty day. But by the way, it's like, you know, so like we were friends. George Clooney was one of the original executive producers of the first Super Troopers. Yeah, and ultimately, you know, he he pulled out for a variety of reasons. But like, we were with them on the opening day of Perfect Storm. Yeah. And it was like, that was like his first big leading role. And it's like, and they were terrified about that. I mean, opening day is a fucking terrible, <laughs> yeah, terrible day, day for people in, it is. in Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, uh, I feel like, I feel like I'd like to make a movie one day, but I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I have that kind of attention. I don't know if I could pay that much attention to something. Yeah. Like I, I have a really short attention span. So I'm like good at like a real quick project. That's why I like Instagram so much. So I go like, oh, I'm going to make a one minute video. I'll edit it up. I'll put some music on it. Okay, let's just get it done. And then I get so panicky that I'm like, get the fucking try. You know, I don't even need a tripod. I'll just put it on the, like, like, and so I just shoot it. But I don't know a movie. I think but you would team be. up with, I mean, don't you, who like, do you get directors for your stand specials? Yeah. Who directed, who, who do you have direct? Todd Bierman. He does uh, It's Always Sunny. Okay. Which was one of the things that made me laugh so fucking hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, uh, Todd Bierman and then Tony, my buddy Tony. So for like this scriptage project we're doing, um, I'm sure we'll probably 
see if we can get Todd to direct it. Yeah. Um, or but then you have somebody who's in that world, and then you know, then you don't, you don't have to worry about that shit. You let somebody else worry about that yeah, shit. Yeah, I'm know, a little so. bit of I'm, a, I am, I'm difficult to work with, and I'm, I really am. I legit. <laughs> Bert Kreischer, difficult to work with. I just I'm very a very much of a perfectionist. I think that's only coming from like a, a realm I was qualified in with the script non scripted. Yeah. I think in scripted, I'll be a little more concerned about me. I think I'll have yeah. the Rodney Dangerfieldism of like not, no one's <laughs> laughing in the room. Is this funny? Yeah, right. I think you know one of the the things. I mean, we're constantly learning. Everything we do, we're always learning. You know, and so like, you know, I think one thing we learned pretty early on was that like, if you're shooting something, if I mean, look, if you're doing stand-up comedy, it, it is all about you. If you're shooting, if you're writing something with an ensemble cast, because it's still a a a, a an entire piece, like you have to make sure that every character is doing something good and that every scene everybody's popping in the scene otherwise like you don't want it to just be the Burt Kreischer show oh this show actually is not it is it's, it's called not, the Burt Kreischer it's, show no it's not even it's not even remotely <laughs> I'm gonna tell you about it we'll wrap this up soon it's, I, I know these fucking flies are driving me nuts too I just feel bad for Jamie who's like sitting here watching this stuff like you must be bored as sin so well, Jamie, why don't you uh, do? You want to come over and get on mic for a sec? So now, Jamie is. Are you related to the guy I met? Oh, to Matt. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Matt was here the other day, right? Yeah. That's your husband. Yeah. Yeah, he's. I don't like to talk about it though. <laughs> <laughs> he's a great guy. He's a really great guy. By the way, see, this is how you know that you're that you're shooting like like you've got a big movie, a big studio thing, like. You actually have somebody coming, ha- your handler. She's, That's impressive. She's coming and handling us. I, I'm always like, I usually like, I'm always like, yeah, you can like that. Matt uh-huh. was came over and I was like, yeah, you can just come in here. I don't want him to sit in his car. And he just came in here and then I was like, well, get him on mic. And then we started talking <laughs> about what he was doing. And you could see Jordan was like, uh, this is a little bit about me, right, guys? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, wait, so talk to me about publicity. <laughs> but yeah. no, sure. that's. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, he's great. He uh, that's that interview goes out tomorrow uh, with Jordan Kleppner. This no, is how the, we find the ladder. Look at last time yeah. we did in the man cave. It was just us. It was nothing. just the three of us. Yeah. And what was we were holding microphones. Yeah. yeah. Now no, this I think this was here. Nope. It wasn't. They weren't. Nope. Okay. I, I remember the and I was like I still didn't know how to interview people yet. So like you guys came in and I was like, do you guys want to ask me anything about me? <laughs> I was always when I initially started this podcast, the idea was I was the guest. Yeah. So whoever was here got to interview me. So I'm a really good guest on things. Yeah. Uh-huh. But I'm a horrible host because I talk over people and want to tell you about my experiences. All right. That's why I started the solo podcast so I could get rid of that because I'll Google shit during the week and then I'll bring it up to you right now. And you're like, I don't really give a shit about Owen Gray. Um. <laughs> but you but you as the host still have to make sure the podcast is entertaining and you can't count on us to come and, and do that well I know what's entertaining about I know what's in like this I, I think Super Troopers is such a um, a, l- a little bit of like a grassroots phenomena film yeah. where people found it loved it celebrated it that I in watching it I was like I, when I started watching it, I go I know exactly what I'm talking about yeah. I wanted and I, like the only question that you do not have to answer that I'm dying to know was, did you have limited availability with Will Sasso? Oh, no. Okay. Okay. Are you, I know what you're talking about. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Oh, I mean, oh, I yeah, think we, I know what you're talking we, about. We'll, we'll tell you that answer to that. Later. Okay. Cause <laughs> there, there was a scene where I was like, yeah. Uh, oh, now yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's funny. Cause it's like the whole grassroots thing. I mean, like we're, this is, you're catching us. What I think is the funniest period of time in any of our lives, because like, we spend so much time, like in the evolution of this movie, it's been it's been almost ten years trying to get it made from start to finish, and here we are. We're on the we're on the Fox Searchlight promo tour, yeah. which means that like 
we get to stay in fancy hotels we have you know handlers bring us to do podcasts that we've been on before without handlers yeah you know there's there's we go like on each we've, we've been in like you know 15 cities showing the, the screenings and in each individual city they have individual pr people from that local market and they'll come they'll walk us into the restaurant they'll seat us and then they'll start to walk away like where are you guys going and they're like oh we're just gonna sit at the bar and you're like get the fuck over here so like let's have yeah. dinner together we're dudes from the planet earth like come on yeah and it's it's funny because it's like it's actually the most fun period of time because like sure. we get to play like we're movie stars yeah. for a little while the work is actually done and people are actually going to see your movie so it's yeah good. It's but that's good. why you know april 20th is so terrifying to me that's when the fun <laughs> that's when the fun ends right we'll be eating alone again on yeah. april 20th we'll be doing your podcast oh. by ourselves yeah. hey, by the way you guys can still do my podcast you don't have to have a movie okay yeah. jamie okay. will you come and do the podcast with us anyway <laughs> nah nah <laughs> yeah nah Okay. There you go. Yeah, See. Not on the 22nd. The 22nd then you're then you're eating dinner alone, like. Okay. Okay. So, uh so what about stand up? You guys still on the road at all? Yeah, we've taken a hiatus to do the promotion. Yeah. To shoot well, to shoot the pilot and then also to do this promotion. Yeah. They went and then right. And we shot our special. We shot our latest special in January. Oh, nice. Here. Has it aired yet? Not yet. It's um they're just finishing the editing of it. And nice. we did it with Comedy Dynamics. Oh yeah! And so um, shout out to Brian Volkweiss. Brian Volkweiss. They're awesome. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah, they're they're, not, they're probably the premier company to do a special with. Yeah, yeah they're terrific. Right. They because we like produced our Comedy Central on Netflix one ourselves, and you know there's a lot of shit. I mean, you know, there's a lot yeah. of shit you end up doing. And then these guys came in and they did a great job. So we, so they're editing now. They're smartly waiting for the release of the movie to decide where they're going to sell it to or put it out on. So if we do successful a successful thing on 420, then they go, they get a better paycheck. <laughs> so, yeah, so we shot that. I don't want this pressure. Like, I'm, I'm sure. thinking about you guys. <laughs> I, I would love to have made a movie. I would love to have crowdsourced it yeah. and made a movie. I would love to have shot it and edited it with my friends, and I'd be so proud of that product. Yeah. But fuck everything else like <laughs> this fucking april 20th shit's giving me anxiety you know what's so funny is that like uh i mean you know kevin and i are very fortunate we shot a stand-up special we shot a tv pilot we've got a movie coming out like this, that's, is, the, this is the height of your career it's great it's it's the peak and it's like by the way i'm at the height of my career too yeah we're at the height of our we career all are. right yeah. now we all are but, and and no one knows who we are technically that's right yeah that's right <laughs> no, totally we can still walk down the streets without uh, you know. but we're like we're like in the shit like we're on tour doing getting notes from the network on the pilot we've shot doing a, a bunch of shit like looking at still photographs looking at cuts of the stand-up special that we did and we're like holy fucking shit there's too much stuff on our plate <laughs> yeah we're getting and then you know it's like all the marketing stuff from searching and everything and, and it's like it's a success problem it's exactly what we want sure. but everything really does rely upon opening weekend of super troopers too because yes. if, if Super Troopers 2 kicks ass, then it's like, yeah, you're going to sell a special nice place. You'll get the green light for the TV series. And, sure. you know, but if it doesn't do well, you'll still be, you know, you'll have a okay. nice family and you can love your kids and you'll be all right. Right? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> no, we're, our, it's funny, too, because our, our, first, our first gig out of like a couple weeks after the movie comes out, we're going up to Green Bay. Right, we're, we're doing, doing a little, a little like casino swing. Ooh, it, it, I love it, casino it, money. It, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, so that was it. It was like... We kind of put all the stand-up shows off until the summertime, and just because of all this shit. And so the only one we booked was one of those casino swings because the money was too good. To turn oh, the out. money in casinos is <laughs> fucking legit. Yeah, but you know, I got to be dead honest with you. Super Troopers Two can do whatever it wants. The TV shows can go away. 
if you guys could get hooked up with a casino runner through the country, <laughs> yeah. you'd be making more money than anyone. Sure. Oh, we yeah. love casino shows. But but like on the flip side also, well, casino theaters are fantastic. Yes. Clubs and casinos. <laughs> I've done the I've done the big room in a casino yeah. where it seats like 600 and you're like, I want to be, if you can get to 1,200 seat casino rooms, yeah. oh, Soaring Eagle, hit, hit your boy up. Yeah. Fucking... Well, yeah, no, we're gonna come back here promote some shows. We like we uh, the first one we ever did was was comics. It was a, the comedy club at Foxwoods, right? Which doesn't exist. It was at. I've it's done switched that. now. I've it, done it. It's Wait. moved to Mohegan Sun now. Yeah, hold on. Yeah, it was. Uh, you were walking down the hallway. It was off to your left. It's to the left. Yeah. Yeah. I've done that. Couch, room. Yeah. Couches in the front row. Belligerent yep. gamblers who've lost all their money or like passed out <laughs> in the front row. And then Loretta Lynn was playing in the theater, and she she canceled because she got sick. So they comped all of her crowd, which is like octogenarians. The Loretta Lynn crowd came to our They're yeah. they're like coming in on scooters. They've got nose hoses. They're complaining about the two drink minimum and like yeah. I mean those shows were fucking terrible. Dude, yeah. Uh, yeah, I can match bad casino shows. Yeah, <laughs> show for show. I've I had I had to that exact same room. Yeah. Um. Yeah, casinos are interesting because I always think that's I have good runs. The ones up in Sacram Sacramento, mm -hmm. yeah. just up Sac North Sacramento, yeah. those are great. And the ones in Oklahoma, Thunder, yeah, Oklahoma. We I think you came through after we were at one of those ones, Asylum Springs. I don't remember the Cherokee yeah. Casino. I don't remember. Yeah. We've been there a couple of times. I love that place. I love the, yeah. I love those casinos. Right. And it's really great money, and yeah. they're just they treat you very nicely. Yeah, and, I've yeah. always had a, a really fun time with them. Yeah, but uh, well, I'm really fucking happy for your all success. How long have we been going? Okay. Wow. that's a little longer Good. but I, I i appreciate you guys hanging out i apologize that i got so fucking like into the fucking logistics of no it's good though it's such a great fucking movie and I've, i'm Thank halfway you. through and trust me when i say when i started it i was like god damn it i hope this doesn't suck yeah and then the, and then <laughs> right when it, it starts i went okay i'm in you know yeah. it's funny is that i think legitimately every person we meet who at these screenings says the exact same things. I came in here and I was like, I hope this doesn't fucking suck. And then a, a lot of them say, you know what, I want to come back and, and watch it again because I was nervous for the first like five or 10 minutes. I was nervous. I was nervous. Yeah. I was very nervous for the first five or 10 minutes and I didn't know what was going on. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, what but, the fuck is going which on? Which kept me involved. Sure. Right. Which I, I don't know. I'm sure you did on purpose. Yeah. And I was like, wait, okay. Oh, wait, what? Oh, I know what's going on. Oh, okay. All right. All right. We're back. Hey, there we go. <laughs> hey, I was like, okay. "Fuck! Wow, you guys got me." But uh, I'm, yeah. I'm, I, I want to be a part of uh, this 420 release. I'll just be texting you all morning, just like, okay. "How are we doing?" Okay. Yeah. We'll send, we'll send you numbers. What yeah. I'll, no, what I'll do is I'll text you guys fake numbers so that you can, <laughs> like, be like, "Guys, we're opening big," and then go, "Uh oh, really bad." It's funny because according just, to Bert, we're looking good. Oh, thanks, Bert. Yeah. No, as you joke about it. I inside I'm I'm not enjoying your joking. I'm like <laughs> I it's like it's so we've had we've had them in our careers it's like it's the it's the darkest day you get that phone call late on Friday night you're yeah. all partying together already and it's like <sighs> do you keep partying that's the question. Yeah, well you party sadly. That's when it turns that's when those they turn dark. <laughs> yeah, right. And then people the people like so so like beer fest for instance was to at that moment in time was our highest testing movie it tested really fucking well yeah but what happened is warner brothers tested it in june and then we're like back to school and so they threw a lot of money at the marketing but they only had like five weeks to market the movie wasn't even done and and we were uh, on tour marketing that movie and, and like you need more than five weeks to market a, a, a film jamie will tell you you need like six months yeah. to properly do it you need a long runway 
And so, and then the, the studio like increased the projections for what it was going to be. And so, like, I think they wanted to make like fifty million dollars or something right off the bat. But so, like, the movie, I think Beer Fest is a great movie, and like that phone call we got was that we had not even come close to our expectations, mm-hmm. and we were out at the Grove. We were partying at the Grove yeah. that night. That's all right. We're gonna get good calls on on this this time. Don't worry about it. I think so. I think it. so. I think so. Definitely. Good. Thanks, Bert. I think it's going to be fucking great. <laughs> Thank you, Bert. I think. I think that it's just. It's just. You know. I think number one. I was. I thought about this a little bit because I. I couldn't under. I like Club Dread is my favorite out of all your movies. Yeah. I don't know why. I just love that movie. Yeah. I just, I do it too. just. But I was like, I can see that a lot of people wouldn't understand that Club Dread was. Super Super Troopers is is a different movie than Club to- Dread. Totally, yeah. totally different. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally different. Just a different fucking movie. A beer 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 fest, different fucking movie. Yeah. But I think people go, oh, I loved Super Troopers. I'll love Super Troopers too. I think you have that yeah. that f- momentum behind it because when I start, I go, I love Super Troopers. And then w- when you show up in the first scene that you're in, because that was part of my concern, you know, obviously. Yeah. I go, oh yeah. It's almost, almost like a it's like a warm blanket or a catchphrase. Yeah, you sure. know, like you go, oh, this is my guy. Like this is, right. oh, these are my guys. Okay. Yeah, mother's milk. Farva is like sucking at your mama's teat. By the way, <laughs> when, when Jay shows up, I was laughing hysterically thinking that was a bit. Right. That yeah. I thought like, oh, so he got on steroids so he could do this. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, oh, that yeah, good one, Jay. Like, mm-hmm. and then I was like. I was like, wait, they didn't. No one made notice of. Like, what? Okay, never mind. Dude's ripped. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know what movie you're watching, but that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, gentlemen, I appreciate you guys doing this. Thank All you, the sir. best luck. Thanks uh, for having with the, us with the premiere, and I will do whatever I can on my side. I'll tweet about it, post about it, and blow blow up my all my platforms. Thanks, buddy. Thanks. But I'm I'm fucking really excited for you guys. Thanks, Thanks man. man. Appreciate it. I just want you to know that I really do plan on capitalizing on your success. <laughs> I expect a fucking cameo in the next okay. fucking movie. Okay. I, I'm not even fucking. We should like, actually. I mean, why are we thinking? What are no we thinking? shit. What are we the thinking? whole time I'm like, yeah. fucking. No one could have called me. Yeah. You know, it's funny because the studios, they're like, uh, you know, you need influencers, man. You need to put influencers. Did they really say that? Oh, all the time. That's all they say now is like, uh, you know, I mean, across the board. Sure. TV, movies, influencers, influencers. You're an influencer, Bert. No, I'm not. I'm an alcoholic. (laughs) All right. uh, (laughs) Well, Well, you know influencers. I know. I definitely know influencers. Yeah. I definitely have some friends that are influencers. I'm an inductor. Inductor into the no, like I can, I, I can not inductor, uh, conduit. I'm a conduit. conductor. Okay, conductor. A yeah, conductor. I'm a conductor. I can take the the energy from influencers into areas, but I can't. I'm not an influencer. But I he wants be. Facetime. We can bird Facetime next time, man. Oh yeah. No. Yeah. yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Or just uh, yeah, but something low key. Sure. It's like not really totally scripted, but well, like get your foot in the water. Yeah, yeah, something really yeah, low yeah. key, like yeah, just. Yeah. You know, that it's something I can't fail at, but sure. that I... Is it the kind of thing that, like, uh, we'd be like, hey, no, no, Burt Kreischer, great guy, he's hilarious. No, he's a great actor, and then you show up on the set, and you'd, and you'd freeze and... <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm a, I'm a pretty good actor, I think, but... Uh, Shirt comes off, boom. Money. Like, yeah, put it in my comfort zone. Right. Uh, like, I always think a guy in a Speedo... Sure. <laughs> killing beers, right? Something like that. Like, yeah. Like, ju- the guy that says one line and then gets hit by the car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, something like we just, like... I tell that to my agent all the time. I'm like, the fucking dude who said, like, why can't you send me in for those roles? Oh, I can't watch reenactments on History Channel. I go, how did this guy book this? Yeah. Why the fuck am I not doing reenactments? Yeah. 
<laughs> Why am I not George Washington? Well, they're like, you don't want to do that. It's too small. No, I do want to do that. Oh. I want to be that guy. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you up about my uh, about my unscript my scripted thing. I'm gonna talk to you about it right now when this is over. Okay, okay. good. But um, but I'm gonna definitely hit you up for some some opinions. Okay. But uh, but congratulations, guys. Thanks, Thanks. buddy. Congratulations, everyone. You've heard it at the beginning of this. The movie Super Troopers Two comes out four twenty, baby. That's so. Get a really high uh, sativa, right? A sativa. You're gonna want a sativa. You yeah. probably want a hybrid. <laughs> Something that like will still keep you Girl focused. Girl Scout cookies. Girl Scout cookies is uh, is a sleepy on the sleepier side. Of oh, it. is it? Yeah. Okay, so like uh, I always go for like something like Phyllis Diller. Okay. Like a nice. And just a giggly weed. Go into your dispensary. Yeah. Say, I'm looking for a giggly weed. By the way, that you have that at your back, too, is dispensaries weren't open when you came on Super yeah. Troopers. Yeah, like a du- get a Dutch treat. Dutch treat will make you laugh your ass off, and it'll keep you focused. All right, guys. Enjoy. Enjoy the movie. Hit me up. Tag, post, help them be influencers. Tag about the movie. Post your experience of the movie. Put it on Instagram. Put it on Twitter. Tag these guys. And, uh, and your Instagram is... Heifer Lemmy? Heifer and Lemmy is our Instagram. I'm also Steve underscore Lemmy yeah. on Instagram. On Twitter, he's Heffernan Rules, and I'm yeah, Steve Lemmy. And so tag, share it. That is the way to spread grassroots. That's how this movie got popular in the yeah, first yeah. Pla- place. Yeah, yeah. So help them. Just enjoy the movie. Enjoy the movie, but while you enjoy it, remember, tag it on social media. Tell a friend. That is how these things get successful. Sure. Gentlemen, thank you so much. Thank, thank you, Bert. I appreciate it. Um, This episode was brought to you by The Machine.